of this program will be available later <laughs> on at Merkel Press. Unredacted. Chicago 60609, ladies and gentlemen. Unredacted, Tony. <laughs> Absolutely. No markers were used. Exactly. No Sharpie pens. It is one hit wonder. What up Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. You don't get that conflagration or confluence or any other flagrations that you like anywhere else in America. We welcome you on a what up Wednesday, as I mentioned. Did I mention it was what up Wednesday? <laughs> I'm gonna be a Hump little. Day, uh, baby. I'm gonna be a little. Uh, what you call? What's the word I'm looking for, Robin? Uh, Scattered today. <laughs> are we starting that this early? Well, we got up early today. Yes, we did. We went to bed late last night and got up early this morning so that we can be here for what up Wednesday. What up? And of course, it is another. It's national. One Hit Wonder Day. Yes. And if you listen to the show with any uh, regularity and avoid excessive use. I need to know which That's Barnaby Jones. Is that Barnaby Jones? You know who Barnaby Jones was? He was a doctor, right? That was uh, Jed Clampett. From, he was Barnaby Jones, remember? I don't remember that that was Jed Clampett. Yes, it was the same guy. Buddy Epson played Barnaby Jones... Am I right here? No, it was the other white-haired dude. No, I'm telling you, Barnaby Jones. Look it up, Robin. Look up the TV show. That's, that's of course, Rebel Man, I believe, is using the Barnaby Jones oh, theme. Because he played it yesterday. Dang it, you are right again. Who was Barnaby Jones, Robin? Jed Clampett. Exactly right. Well, uh, that's not his name. Well, no, Jed Clampett, but of course. But the, uh, <laughs> the, the theme song was composed by Jerry Goldsmith, who was one of the most avid... TV theme song composers of his time. Again, you're gonna you're gonna question my I never, knowledge. I, I know I, I shouldn't. Buddy Epson, of course, was Jed Clampett, yep. Barnaby Jones. He did so many different things, but everybody remembers him on. Uh, Who am I thinking of that was another Doctor Show with white hair? 
uh, Andy Griffith. Well, no, he played, a, he played a lawyer. They are, you're either a doctor or a lawyer on TV. <laughs> no, Nobody gives a shit days. about anything else, back right? In those days. Everything is doctor shows and yeah. lawyer shows. Until, uh, until the Brady Bunch dad became an architect. That was also exactly. another acceptable. And then he vocation. was banging uh, one of the kids. Which one was? I don't know. I no, can't. he wasn't banging. It was the mother. The mother that was, was banging, banging everybody, yeah, right? The mother was banging. Hey, that's the, son. the way it should be. I miss those good old days. They're still around in some places, but not everywhere. We're going to play a lot of one-hit wonders today. You know what I mean, Robin? Including this one, which uh, now people have been sending me one-hit wonders. Yeah, because it's one-hit wonder day. This is one. This is a song. Whatever happened to this gotcha guy, gotcha, whatever his name was. pretty bad when a song that's only been out for a couple years, the guy becomes a one-hit wonder. Well, isn't that the point of one-hit wonders, is that no matter who it was at one point, they disappeared afterwards? Doesn't matter who, but, when but, it came out. But the thing about uh, Golcha and the one-hit wonders of the recent ones, it's harder to remember those than it is the classics that everybody remembers. Well, they, th- those... Older one-hit wonders have just had a longer time to play because. But there's they... so many. You know what the number one all-time one-hit wonder is, even though it's probably played more than any other one-hit wonder. And we'll get to all the important. Still a one-hit stuff. wonder. Yeah, but it gets more downloads every single day than any other song from a group that was a one-hit wonder. Can you guess what it is, Robin? No. Come on. Come on, Eileen. No, not that one. <laughs> this one. Oh, this one! This one's one of my favorites. Brings me right back to high school because it had the most amazing video that went along with it. MTV, baby! I want my MTV. See, I would test a disco ball today, but not all one-hit wonders were disco stars. There's one-hit wonders in every genre of music: funk, R&B, bubblegum. Rock and roll. Everything. I read this morning that this song, AHA's Take On Me, still gets 500,000 downloads around the world every single day. Even though this group had no other hit. I hope that they're still getting a major cut from this. I think they're working with ABBA at some Swedish meatball factory, cranking out Swedish meatballs for IKEA stores Were all over Swedish? the world. Oh. I thought they were British. Aha, uh-huh. no, I don't know who they are. I'm joking. Let's see, or they German. Can, whatever they are. That's even high for me. Can you get that one? Of course, Robin. You know I have great range. I got the radar range. <laughs> and yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, we would be playing a bunch of these one-hit wonders. If you have any other ones, you can just send them in to us. Aha uh-huh. wasn't a one-hit wonder. They did a, a Bond song. Which Bond song did they do? But it wasn't a hit, was it? Which James Bond theme uh-huh. did Aha do? Now, of course, Duran Duran did James Bond songs. There are a lot of big artists. Uh, I believe Shirley Bassey is the only artist who's done multiple Bond themes. Tom Jones did Bond themes. Carly Simon did Bond themes. There is an official Aha.com. It's the official Aha website. So a one-hit wonder group that gets tons of downloads every day for the one big song that everybody knows has a website 
Yes. Based on one hit song, does it they, say the James Bond theme? Well, no, no, no. So their story, I believe, they might be from Ireland. Uh, aha. Aha. You're going to have to get down there. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe not. Their first, they first performed at Oslo's Concerthuis and then at the London's Royal Albert Hall. So maybe they are from... Speaking of Bond, I got little Lily right here, and I start to show you. Look at this baby girl. Look at this little baby girl right here. All music. Let's see. Lily, talk to these people out there. Lily, are you a one? Lily's not a one-hit wonder. No. She's had. She's pumped out thirteen beautiful. Oh wow, well, they have. They have lots of albums. I don't think any of them though. But they weren't hits. That's no, the point hit. of yeah. You can be a, a a major recording artist, and still not have. More than one hit. So they did in the, in living day in the living daylights was the theme by Aha. That was the Timothy Dalton one, wasn't it? Yeah. Was <laughs> that one of the Timothy? I think all the way Tim, Timothy Dalton. I think did what? Did he do two Bond movies or one? And you know I'm a Bond guy, not Gold Bond. Although I could use some in this heat and humidity, even though it's fall already. Gold Bond medicated powder. Um, I don't. I've seen every Bond movie multiple, multiple times. So they are Norwegian. Same thing, Swedish, Norwegian, you know, same thing. Uh, they all eat that like me. nasty cold fish shit. You know all that other stuff. I don't remember. I, I don't. I don't remember them doing a Bond theme. I don't either. Timothy Dalton doesn't count. Not Barry Bonds, of course, or Gary U.S. Bonds. It's great Bond knowledge right there. Oh here, Wikipedia. <laughs> don't they've, question they've my musical ten knowledge. Ten studio albums. Aha had ten studio albums. Yeah, and one hit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here's another one of the one-hit wonders that a lot of people don't hear very often, and I like this jam, Robin. It's a good jam. Put it on toast. Now a lot of people have done this versions of this song, but this is the best version by Ram Jam. Oh, I love this. Not Norwegian wood, no. There he goes. I love the way it starts. Oh, that baby. Bam the lamb. I've thought about it though on some lonely nights when I'm driving through the countryside. Montana, where the women are scarce and the sheep are nervous. <laughs> My ex-husband is from Montana. That's a joke that he talks about all the time. So it's it's a Montana thing. There's strong symbol in this song. Not sim not symbols like you know like Nazi Nazi symbols or. Or soccer symbols that you're allowed to use now at soccer games in the uh, MLS. Yes, metal, metal, musical symbols. Now we we are getting requests, Tony. So I hope you are 
you are going to be keeping track of these. Tom Jones did a decent yeah, cover. I'm not going to do covers of, I know. of one hit one. I agree. Tom Jones had monster hits Eddie, all over the place. Eddie Munster 19 says, can you please play Hocus Pocus by Focus? I'm flashing back That's now. another good drum song. Hocus Pocus yeah, but by the, Focus. Is that a, that's not a one-hit wonder, is it? Yeah, I don't think Focus. They couldn't Focus, so they only had one hit, Robin. That's what happens. Ah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Black Betty, bam, lam. Oh, Black Betty. <laughs> Clarky Bob says, you are not a New Zealander if you haven't bammed a lamb. Oh! <laughs> you can go for some lamb chops right now. Now, Tony, before we go all crazy and continue with the one-hit wonders, we're going to intersperse them throughout the show. Yeah, of course. I just wanted to get the party started. Yes. So <laughs> let's let's put a put a hold on the rest of the one-hit wonders for a moment. Even this one, where I can just get just uh, another little taste right. of this one. This is just a special request, just coming in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Also one-hit wonder, Gabe Kapler, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, he had two hits, well, two seasons, no hits. Gladney, North Carolina, that mirror ball is really working. Yeah, imagine what it's going to be like when it's up. <laughs> we have not had a chance to install it yet, but it's going to be amazing. They got yeah, yodeling yodel. in this song. Yodel, Tony. Let's hear you. Andrew Knapp, I believe, with the Phillies is a one-hit one. Did you? Did I just see you spin the uh, the stick, Tony? Wait a minute, wait, hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. Don't mean to interrupt your drum solo. <laughs> This is good stuff. I could just do a whole show on one-hit wonders. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. Then of this today. show would be a one-hit wonder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, there's so many of them. I could spend all day. Like when I hear that song, you know what other song I think of, Robin? Uh, I'm another Tony, one-hit wonder. There's not. There's nothing. I, I know. In your I know. Life. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I... <sighs> <laughs> Tony, you think everything that you have going on in life turns into. If the song that you think of, I'd say Reese Hoskins is a one-hit wonder for the Phillies, but he's gone uh, like oh for his last. Uh, where was it here? His average is two twenty-nine. He's been hitting one eighty-two since the All-Star break. 
He's hitless in his last 25. So he's not even a one-hit wonder going over the last couple of weeks in the season. But you know what another great song is? Another one that's not on. Let me just put it on the list here before I forget. This is another great tune, Robin. And we will get to the sports and all the other information. Really? Yes, if I... This is another great one. This is a one-hit wonder, I believe. I don't think they had any hits, Robin. Let me just do one more. Just one more. You know how we always say that. Just one more. T- just one more. Just one more. Just one more. Just, just another tip for just I, another Can you second. bring it up, though, though? Yes. Please. See, I don't have my sticks now, too. And I'm not getting them for you. Hot Smoke and Sassafras by Bubble Puppy. How about that one for a pull? What up, Brendy85? Welcome to the party. And today it is a party. Are we doing a crossover with my... Because they're on a remote today at a golf tournament. Oh, that's tournament. right. I saw earlier today, Maze and Aton, we normally do the Wednesday crossover at 1.30. I believe they're at a we golf are. tournament today. But I don't know if they can do a connection from a golf tournament through the well, studio back to they here. They don't have to connect. With us. They, the studio connects with us. All right. Well, I'll see how they can do it's, it. See, they're not crossing their stream. It's a triangulation sensation. Oh, I love the triangulation. Sticks is not a one-hit wonder, though. So you can't have groups. Just because they're songs that you like do not re- mean that they're one-hit wonders. Correct. They're groups that you may have never heard of who did one song and then faded into Bolivia. Or they're groups like AHA, which had 10 albums but only had really one hit. That's why they're the called one-hit one wonders. And when we're talking about hits, they have to have been in the top, the top 100 chart, right? Is it 100 or 10? I don't know. It, does, it, it means that, yeah. Well, back in the days, there were the top 50, billboards, top 100. Right. Then, then of course, they kept narrowing it because radio stations would play the same 12 songs over and over again. So in the, back in the day, it was the billboard top 100. Then it was the Billboard 50, and then, of course, Casey Kasem counting them down. Yes. The top 50 songs in America every weekend. I do believe I see some new people. We want to welcome everybody, all of our new friends, our old friends. Pizzeria One, I'm ready for tomorrow night. Oh, hey, is that Pizzeria One? I wonder if that is um, from up in Russia. Yes, that's right up there at Screwballs. Is it Screwballs, Antonio's Pizza, which is right next door. But his name is Tony. To Screwballs. No, it's it's Angelo's Pizzeria. Angelo's. But the pizzeria right. man himself is from Tony, of course. Yes. And I understand he's so got a little he... lalige for me. Yes. Because I asked him, as, you know, because he's Italian. He, so I asked him the other night when I met him. He sent a picture of a big said, jar of alige. I said, you got any alige in there on your pizzas? And he and I were the only two people who got it. You know why? Because everybody else was Medegan in there. Because I've been telling you about Aliish for a long, long Gosh, time. I'd like to help you, Peter, but uh, I've got to go out in the hall and chew on the back of my ass for about five minutes. Yeah, that's, that's some Aliish. To some people, it tastes like Aliish. <laughs> if you can do that, physi- physiologically can perform that act. But meanwhile, Gosh, I'd like, like to help you, Peter, but uh, I've got to go out in the hall and chew on the back of my ass for about five minutes. Why is it going on twice? That would be K. Bry 96's walk-up sound. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they're playing twice. Aliege is the bacon of the sea, Max Mike says. <laughs> uh, no, can, it's not. I can see that. No, no you no. know what they call uh, anchovies? No, but, but bait can... fish. Anchovies are primarily bait fish. Anything that a bigger fish can eat is a bait fish. Yes. But then you can also eat the bait fish if you catch them. Right. Which is the same thing with 
anchovies, a little mackerel, all that stuff that the bigger fish eat. It's a, it's. S Falcon thirty nine says, "I need a walk up song." Well, then, if you are a subscriber, then you should be able to make yourself a blurp walk up. Yes, song. if you subscribe to the show, which is free if you have Amazon Prime. Then you can get your own walk-up song. You can do funny stiff stuff to me and make put masks on me. Speaking of masks, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> we have an exclusive. Tonight, of course, the mask singer is the biggest show on Fox right now. Yes, and it is and like the a premiere two hour, of the second there's season. There's a two-hour premiere tonight. Remember, Antonio Brown just last year was the first winner or the first contestant on The Masked Singer. Now, unfortunately, he's wearing a mask so no one will recognize him. And he doesn't take it off. How, how, what a difference a year makes. Antonio Brown goes from being the toast of the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You fast forward a year later, a fall later, and he has fallen. And he can't get up. But he is going back to school, though, at least. So that's good. <sighs> Pizzeria One says, I love Alex Holly, yo. Well, who doesn't? So we did get... Uh, I have an anchovies. Does that count? <laughs> anchovies. <laughs> no, not clickbait. Now, speaking of mask singer. Yes. Yeah, so you were you were on that track. So this morning, Robin and I get because they said, "Hey, they called actually Robin last night." So I'm watching. Uh, I don't know what the hell I was watching, baseball or something. I was watching the Phillies get eliminated. Well, they got eliminated in the first part of the doubleheader. Then I saw them and Aaron Nola go up. In the nightcap, thinking, oh, this team hasn't really quit yet, even though they were eliminated earlier in the day from the postseason. And they're leading, and I'm like, oh, great, maybe they'll win a game. Maybe they haven't quit on Gabe. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I go into the kitchen, get myself some chocolate chip cookies that Robin just had fresh out, hot out the kitchen. That I burned. Glass of milk. She burned the damn chocolate. I didn't care. I was still dunking those babies in the milk. I must have eaten 15 chocolate chip cookies, burnt ones, hard as a rock. And then I had to dip them in the white milk because I couldn't have any chocolate milk because I couldn't find any. And we're out of Hershey's syrup or Bosco, which is underrated and people don't use anymore. They still make Bosco, Robin? I, have you ever heard of Bosco? I have heard of it through you. Back in the day, I used to have Hershey's syrup, heard only Bosco, what else? Swiss Miss. Now everybody's got chocolate. Ovaltine. Ovaltine. I think Bosco. That was powdered shit, though, Ovaltine. Oh, Bosco is syrup? Yeah, Bosco is liquid also. Ah. I think they made it in granular stuff. I think you could snort it, too. <sighs> George Costanza's password is Bosco? I did not know that. So, anyway. So, yeah, Antonio Brown, according to the Swedish chef, he wanted to use his own mask on, <laughs> on the mask singer, <laughs> but the, uh, the, the contestants wouldn't allow him to. <laughs> I take some Brioski with my uh, Bosco, says uh, Max Mike, 51. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. So we got football. We got baseball. I mentioned the Phillies were eliminated. We will pay a tribute. Interestingly enough, the Philadelphia Phillies were dead in D.C., pretty much like Congress, the White House, and everything else that functions in Washington. The Philadelphia, how, how appropriate is it that the Phillies season crashes and burns in the one city in this country where you think about crashing and burn every single day, unless you turn off the noise and all the news. Washington, D.C. right now. Their football team is a disaster. Their baseball team is damn good. And they're going to the playoffs. Playoffs! And the Phillies? Remember, they got 
Harper from the Nationals as a free agent. And the Nationals go on without Bryce Harper and put up a good season. They beat the Phillies 10 out of 15 games this year. 10 out of 15 they've beaten this team. The last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, you know when that was, Robin? When was that? I think we may be the jinx. October of 2011. You know what happened in October of 2011, Robin? I seem to recall a a major move. Yes, that's the month we moved back to Philadelphia from Los Angeles, California. Oh, no. October of 2011. It's our fault. It's clear. Every single October since we've been back, the Phillies have not made the playoffs. Coincidence? Hmm. Probably. So the Phillies haven't made the playoffs now, and now they have... How many games left? No, five, actually. And they need to win three of their last five games or else they will have a losing season. And the last time they had a winning season, 2011, when we came back. And then the shit hit the fan, and the team went into the crapper. 79-78 right now is their record. And as I mentioned, they got to win three of their last five. They got three more, uh, two more in Washington. And then, of course, they have the final three games against the Florida, Miami, Dade County Marlins. Tony, I actually have a better analogy. It's not because we moved back. It's because you were taken off of national radio. That's probably it. I mean, there's got to be a reason. As soon as you got taken off national radio, oh, bump, 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 bump. And you know what happens. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So that's the bottom line. The Washington Nationals remember. Their record was 19 wins, 31 losses to start the season. There was talk that their manager may be the first guy to go. And what did they do since then? They were 12 games under 500. They cranked it up and then pretty much blew the Phillies away into the dust. The Phillies were in first place on May 29th, Memorial Day weekend. 11 games above 500, three and a half games up on the Atlanta Braves and Washington Nationals in the National League East. Then they proceeded to lose 16 of their next 22 to fall six and a half games out right at the beginning of June. And then what happened? What happened? You saw what happened. The same thing that happened last year, except nobody expected the same thing that happened last year to happen this season, but it did. And there's a lot of reasons for it, and we'll go over it. I mean, Gabe Kapler, I don't see how he survives this. I don't see how you can tell your fan base. You know what? It wasn't Gabe's fault. He had a lot of guys hurt, which he did. He had a lot of pitchers that they brought in who couldn't pitch, which is not his fault. But there were a lot of other things, too. There was just something about this team that could never click. And Bryce Harper did his job. The guy had good numbers. It wasn't his fault. He hustled all the time. Mm -hmm. He didn't dog it on the base pass. So when people in this town, when a player's played a lot of money and he's a star player, If he doesn't perform, they hear it because that's what this team's about, blue collar. They actually, fans in this town love players who aren't stars and go out and bust their humps more than they like stars who they always look at through the microscope to see whether or not they're playing hard for their money. So Bryce Harper, with a couple of exceptions, you know, when fans got on him, he he did his job this year. Right. He did his job. The rest of this team, guys like Reese Hoskins, who at the beginning of the year, people were saying, wow, they got to give this guy a long-term contract at first base. 
And what's going on? Now, all of a sudden, here's a guy who's absolutely shitting the bed. I hate to use that term. And I don't know why it's become a popular term. Because how many people do you know that's actually shit the bed? How many people, Robin? Is Luigi on the line right now, speaking of shitting the bed? Is he there? Because you have Luigi on line one. Robin, can you tell me if Luigi's on line one? She's telling me to hold on. We're doing a show here. Jesus. Tony, I'm sorry. That was uh, studio. Oh, for the, for the crossover? So I, couldn't, I couldn't talk okay. to you right there. But at least just give me a this, this, You wrote Luigi on line one. I is know. Luigi on line one? Yes, he is. I right, tell him to call back because yeah. we may be crossing the streams here in a second. We'll get back to bashing the Phillies. And they're not even bashing, they bash themselves. But Reese Hoskins, 0 for 3 with a walk last night, hitless in his last 25, and now is stumbling down the end of the season, hitting 229 for the season. 182 since the All-Star break. And now the Phillies, and i got to give Luigi credit for this. Luigi's one of those guys, probably because he's pretty much not naughty by nature, but negative by nature. Now we're live on remote, Huntington Valley Country Club. It is a beautiful outing, the E-Bod golf outing, benefiting Alzheimer's. We're happy and fortunate enough to be here, but we do this every Wednesday at 1.30. And the beauty of this segment is that we may go to break on the radio, Harry. Mm-hmm. But the show continues on the Twitch channel. Bruno Nation Live. Correct. Yes. Yeah. As yes. we bring in Mr. Monday, Mr. Thursday. It wasn't Mr. Monday this no. past Monday, but no. we'll just gloss over that. No, we're not gloss over it. Uh, maybe. I'll, I'll let Mr. No, Monday, Thursday, no, and now Sunday over. afternoon tell you. Tony Bruno, Miss Robin is in the house. Yo, when I'm, I didn't gloss over it. The first thing I did when I opened my show yesterday was give myself multiple, multiple bump, bump the bumps. And I actually, I, unlike a lot of people who try to gloss over losses, when I lose a game, I couldn't sleep Monday night. Neither should the Washington Redskins, their head coach, their general manager, any of the players, or the entire Washington Redskin fan base. That was an absolute disgrace. And Mr. Monday Night was just as stupid to fall in for that crap. And then I had this, one, I had this one woman call me in. You know what she said after the pick? She said, what? how dare you? How dare you make that pick? Yeah, I love how, that drop. And you know what they also said, Her? What? You are failing us. I was failing them. <laughs> I failed the people of the Delaware Valley and around the world who were looking for Mr. Monday Night to come up big. But I told you, don't go with the money line, though, Aton. Did I not? You told me. You were right. Tony, that listener has a Swedish accent. Hey, you know, it's, she was a former member of the I think she's the daughter of one of the original Swedish bikini team ladies. You remember that? Yes, Is that right? I thought she was sitting next to the guy who won the season tickets that was at every single pregame show. <laughs> Down at Landmark, right? Now, I'm, I'm envious because Harry and I, back in the day, we did a lot of remotes from golf courses, and we'd sit there and look outside and watch. Are you overlooking the putting green of the first tee? Where are you guys sitting out there oh, in Huntington yeah. Valley? I've played, I've played Huntington Valley many, many, many years. I love that place. They yeah. let me in, Tony. I'm now a member of this club. Are you really? Yes. Just for the, that? Just for the day, or did they give you a membership? <laughs> they gave me a day. It's like prison. They gave me a day pass. He's got to leave at dusk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My car's marked. 
<laughs> you know, like the, uh, right. the meter maid. You know, they got that white chalk. I got white chalk all over my tires. Get this guy out of here. He's got a monitor on his golf shoe. Oh. So now you guys playing out there this afternoon? No, we're we're just working here today, man. It's a work day today. You know? How did yeah. Harry May step foot on a golf course and not just uh, go out and hit some balls? That's what always happens. I'm always on golf, beautiful golf courses, and I'm always working. I never get to play. But I've been out here once before, uh, twice before, actually. It's fantastic. But Tony, getting back to the Redskins, yes. How comforting is it to know that they're in the division and you get them twice a year? Because they are a dumpster fire right now. They really are. But here's the problem, Harry. You know what's going to happen? They're going to put in their number one draft pick quarterback, and then all of a sudden he's going to give them a spark, just like the Giants quarterback, at least through one game, has given them a spark. And obviously the Dallas Cowboys quarterback and that team has a spark. It'll be the Eagles' luck that by the time they get everybody healthy, the rest of the division, including Washington, will have their quarterback situation straightened out and will start looking, looking like functional teams. And at least the Eagles beat them once already. But they're, you know, that's what's going to happen because – there's no way that Washington is just going to stay put. And I gave, you know, I gave what's-his-face a lot of credit, Case Keenum. But you saw it the other night. And I said I was not going to go with the Bears until Mitch Trubisky proved to me that he can do it. Yeah. And he throws three touchdown passes in the second quarter to uh, Eddie Gabriel or whatever the guy's name is. Peter, Peter Gabriel. Gabriel. Peter yeah. Gabriel. Not Roman Gabriel. Not no. Roman Gabriel. No, he never threw three touchdowns. He fumbled a lot, though, Roman Gabriel, as you remember <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. I mean, Case Keenum, the, the interception, I'm watching the game over at Landmark Americano over in Glassboro, and when he threw that first pick six, I got up and left. I slammed the ha-ha down. Clinton Dix. Ha, yeah, ha-ha no Clinton. Matter, exactly right. Wow. Not, a, not at all. <laughs> that was far from it. That, that game, uh, it's so difficult to watch the, the Skins play and, and teams like that play. But, you know, now, are you going to try to dig out of it? And all the people that you let down Monday night, are you going to reward them extra Absolutely. with something on Thursday night? By the way, I'm still having a profit. That was, that was one dark hour for me. That wasn't my career. That wasn't, the, that wasn't a body of work. That was one bad night. You right. sound like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That's one drop, man. <laughs> one drop. <laughs> By the way, speaking of drops, Sal Powell, did you see what the note he put out there today? I didn't know, I didn't no. know Sal Powell did math. According to Sal Powell on Twitter today, he said that the Eagles in, game, in their last game dropped 19.4% of their passes in, in the third game. That is the highest number of drops by any team since 2015. 19. Wow, like yeah. Speaking of a fifth, I needed a, I needed a fifth to watch the end of that game the other night. Exactly. Exactly right. And then man. you moved to an eighth. <laughs> no, I think you moved to an eighth eight times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I moved to an ounce. Trust me. <laughs> Watching that Eagles game. My lungs were like no moss. Roberto Duran. So now Harry and I are going to be out there in, in uh, King of Prussia tomorrow night at Screwballs yeah, for the big Eagles countdown to kickoff pregame show live here on 97.3. And of course, on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. And that'll be amazing. Six seven. Six yeah, is right. It, it's an abridged version. Now you gave out because uh, the rest of the crew was out. I, I can't believe you talk about speed. You talk about downfield speed. You should see how fast John McMullen and Colin Thompson can bolt from that top spot where we're doing our show to their cars. Oh yeah, <laughs> like are they on like the? What would that be, the 801 train? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Six to eight, right? <laughs> so Tony, of course, the soldier that he is, 
is giving out the ticket. You gave out the tickets, correct? Ex- I was doing that. Was, it, yeah, I mean, I helped. I didn't, I didn't give out. I was helping, you know, the great Joe Krause, or Krause as we call him, you know, schmooze the people, kiss babies, slap backs, have a couple of cocktails. Not catch babies, right? No, not, right. not catch. I mean, I would have stayed longer had it not been for Case Keenum stinking the joint up. And then I finally said, that's enough. Enough is enough. I have had it with this Monday night football game in this Monday night mess. And, of course, the owner of Landmark came by, so I had a couple pops with him, and it was a beautiful night. All right, speaking of enough is enough, the Phillies now officially eliminated down in D.C. after the first loss in that doubleheader yesterday. Yes. Uh, Gabe Kapler, come, is he coming back? I don't see how you can bring him back. And, again, I'm not one of these guys. i got to fire the guy. I mean, they have to win three of their last five now just to avoid not having another Being losing season. under 500, season. right? Exactly. Yeah, so right. not making the playoffs is bad enough. If they lose, if they don't win three of their last five, now these Marlins games, I guess, for that perspective, they're important oh. for the Phillies to win. So oh if, if they God. finish under 500, and for the, what, since 2000, I mentioned to Robin earlier, the last time the Phillies had a winning season was Robin and I moved back from Los Angeles in October of 2011. That's how long it's been. That's when the last really? time that they was, made the playoffs. That was the year that uh, ended with Ryan Howard's tournament. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. been eight years? It's been, yep. yes. October. This is the eighth consecutive October without baseball here in the Philadelphia area. Who would have yeah. thought it? And, and I get it. Like, you have to move on from the manager, but this is such a deeper issue. Oh, yeah. Such no a doubt. deeper problem. No doubt, no doubt about it. Baseball, do you think the sport will ever get back to what it was from 08 to 2012? Because... And, and you can speak to this being in, in this city, and I know Harry's been in the city longer than me as well, but I, I've been here for now 20 years. You guys did even longer, and doing the job that you've done even longer than us, you, that even felt like a unique stretch in Philly's history. Granted, I know they win the World Series, but that even felt like a unique stretch compared to the other stretches in Philly's history, let alone Philadelphia sports history. Yeah, because there were, bad, I mean, there were a lot of bad times. I mean, I grew up in... The 64, I was a little kid, and I saw the 64 collapse, but there wasn't divisional races. You know, you had right. one, you had the National League and the American League, and so you choke there, you know, you're done. There's no wild cards. But the Phillies, remember, the, the, the 70s, the Larry Boa, Mike Schmidt era, those guys all grew up together, and they finally had the Dodgers and the Reds, the big red machine. So they had competition, and they still managed to win that World Series in 1980 when they brought in Pete Rose. And then after that debacle, they won in 93. They won the division. They won the National League pennant in 93 with those guys, you know, Dalton and all those guys and Lenny Dykstra and Crucker. And so they go to the World Series and then lose to Joe Carter. But that was a fun ride there, even though it was a one-year deal. And then, of course, they rebuild with the Jimmy Rollins and Chase and all those other guys, and they win another World Series. And so to the younger generation, it seems like, well, you know, it really hasn't been like the Boston Red Sox who waited forever. I mean, the Phillies waited from 1950 to 1980 to win, but, yeah, right. you, know, you know, more legendary franchise. The Dodgers haven't won since when? 86? Fernando Venezuela was looking up at that uh, 88, I think it So was. you look, and they remember the San yeah. Francisco Giants when they finally won. You know, they hadn't won when they were, right. since they moved from New York. So there's a right. lot of really storied franchises that go long periods of time between wins. And then you got teams like Miami. You know, they win a couple of World Series. They, they got the entire organization. And then they reload and win again and then got the organization. Now they're just gutting the organization every single year. So there's not even any hope of building with young players anymore down there. All right, Tone, last thing before we head to the, uh, the Twitch uh, break. Yes. 
not exactly a storied program, but they suffered a big loss last week, looking to bounce back against their old coach in Jeff Collins and Georgia Tech this week, the Temple Owls. Will you be down there with me on Saturday? Uh, let me check. <laughs> so let me check. Yeah. Are we going to Georgia Tech down there? Are we no, it's down? at What's the go- link. Oh, it's at the link? Yeah. Yeah, you're like five blocks away, right? Can I get tickets? You can, can walk I get... to the link, can't you? Yeah, I can walk. Maybe, yeah. You know what, huh? I may have to fly. I got Temple Owl gear. Do I have exactly. to wear Temple Owl gear and bring it down there and, 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 t- and sing the, what, the fight I... song? Yeah, you can. I can't because I'm going to be in the press box. That's a, that's yeah, a yeah. no-no. You don't send the cherry and the white up there? No, no, no. Isn't the press? On, is, no wait a minute. Isn't the, the temple press box? I'm not on the broadcast team anymore. Isn't, I can't wear gear. You can wear gear. Now, of course, no. Colin Thompson will be down there on the field, right? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Now, speaking of which, what's the most egregious thing you've ever seen in the press box? Because I, I used to see this when I covered the Titans. They had Bill Polian sit in the press box with everybody else, and the Colts would come to town. Now, this is back when Peyton Manning was playing. Mm -hmm. And Peyton Manning would surgically carve up the Titans, and Polian is going nuts (laughs) in the press box. Yes! Yes! Really? I I, I kid you not. I kid you not. And I thought to myself, why can't they put him in his own room? Yeah. Have you seen anything like or even worse? I mean, that's not even the worst thing. I've seen stuff like that all over the place. You're not supposed you ever to call anybody out. Nah, because there's too many people doing it. Then I'd be yelling at me. I, listen, I've been, I, you know, when I was, I, I remember when we were in, in uh, Robin and I were in uh, Oakland at the Black Hole down in the Alameda. The, the day that Nick Foles threw the seven touchdown passes, and the press yeah, box yeah, was absolutely. So Robin and I are in the press box at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, and here's Nick Foles just throwing touchdown, and the press, and most of the, you know, the writers there are sitting there like, I can't believe this, and I'm like holding it in. I just want to let it go. And everybody's yeah. looking at me, knowing I'm from Philly, and I know all those guys out there, and they're like, oh, how are you holding this in? I'm like, dude, Nick Foles has just thrown seven touchdown passes. So, I mean, that's the closest I've come to erupting in an out-of-town press. But I see it at national. I remember going to USC games, and the USC honks would all start cheering in the press box. Uh, so, I mean, that Gary happens. Gary Cobb out there cheering his head off. Colin Cowherd right. was out there. Uh, what's his face? What took his a handicapped parking spot from UCLA and went up in the in the member of the quarterback? Who was that UCLA quarterback who got in John trouble? John Booty Marinovich. No, no, he's a USC guy. The UCLA oh, yeah, quarterback. Oh, UCLA. UCLA. Oh, UCLA quarterback. McCown. Harmon. Cade McCown. Mark Harmon. No, not Mark not Harmon. Mark Harmon from summer school. No, yes, Mark Harmon's a great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Fantastic. He was a UCLA quarterback. Summer yes, he was. Probably the most underrated Harmon flick, right? Yes. It was, right, it was Cade McNown. Cade McNown. Oh, yeah, okay, that's okay. All right. Now, listen, Tony, before we hit the break, we're going to set something up that we can talk about in the break. I want you to hear this cut from Dak Prescott. You ready? Yes.
as the show continues there. Yeah. Listen to Maze and Aton anywhere. Can you stay focused? Can you focus on something to start today's show? Download the 97.3 ESPN mobile app now. 97.3. Hello. That's amazing, man. Yes. We're here. Hello. I got, I got, I got some spicy nuggets right here. Yeah. For the what Dallas Cowboys. Do you make court. your own nuggets? Every stinking place does. Every you can go to any bar and get spicy nuggets. It's not like, but he's probably got an endorsement deal. That's what these guys do. You know, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's an it's an endorsement deal. Absolutely. Well, yeah, he doesn't have the chunky soup anymore. They went to Saquon Barkley. No, no, he still no. I still saw I saw him in a chunky soup commercial. Yes. He still I just saw Saquon this past weekend. They, they got him. They there. have a roster. It's like Jordan. They oh, have a really? roster. Oh, okay. yes. Chunky soup. They, and by the way, guys, are. you saw the big story this morning. Not not Cade McNown big, but Cody Kessler. How soon yeah. we forget. Dumped by the Eagles after an impressive, impressive run during spring preseason games. Wow. And the Patriots picked him up. And you watch. He'll wind up playing down the stretch when they had the division wrapped up by six games with five to go. And uh, he'll play out there, and he'll lead the uh, Patriots down the field and throw about 15 touchdowns. I have a spicy yep. nuggets update. Oh, we have a spicy nuggets update yeah. right now? This Let's sp- go to the Miss extra spicy Miss Robin with the I, update. I just did a Google search for spicy nuggets, and the very first thing that popped up says, spicy nuggets are back at Wendy's. So it's a promotional. Ah, oh, so, so, so Dak Prescott pimping Wendy's. Wow. Shocking. Correct. Shocking that Correct. millionaires go on Twitter and post stuff and people don't realize that he's doing a commercial for somebody. I mean, seriously? You fell for that, Harry? You fell no, for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Harry, went out, Harry went out and bought some nuggets. I didn't even know who sells spicy nuggets. The ad worked. Everybody sells spicy nuggets now. Don't yeah, go to Popeye's, though. Popeye's doesn't sell chicken sandwiches. They just did for a couple of weeks, and now they're back to not having chicken sandwiches. I How does a chicken Popeyes. place run out of chicken? It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's a total what do outrage. They sell now, lamb? <laughs> no, actually, Tony, they didn't run out of chicken. It's an they outrage. Ran, they ran out, out of breasts. the buns. No, they ran out of chicken breasts. I thought it was now, just the no, buns. Because now they're telling people, which is another promotion, to bring your own buns and then use the chicken strips and the nuggets inside yes. to make your own sandwich. Who needs a bun, though, when you got good chicken strips? I agree. That's why you go to Chick-fil-A you know I mean? where they don't run out of stuff. Exactly. Right. Chick Fil A's got those little, like uh, they're almost like little grilled nuggets. Yeah, right? they got the, the grilled nuggets. They got yeah, the grilled nuggets are oh. underrated. Chick Fil A, oh. I, I just don't think that there's any. I and we this is not an endorsement deal or anything, but we. But if love, they'd like to sponsor the show, yeah, really. I've been going to Chick. <laughs> I've been going to Chick Fil A since my kids were like, and my kids are like almost forty now. What back in the malls at the Montgomery Mall, there used to be a Chick Fil A because right. they were mall countertops. Two minutes, two minutes. They were mall. They were in the malls. They didn't have standalone yep. stores back then. That's now, right. they're, now they're everywhere. Everybody loves Chick Fil A, man. They're my favorite. The Montgomery Mall, right up off three hundred nine and two hundred two. The Plymouth Meeting Mall too. They're everywhere, man. They're <laughs> everywhere. I'm telling you, the Plymouth Meeting Mall loses a store by the day. Oh, and I know. That Chick Fil A is expanding. It's a gold mine. It's yeah. expanding right now. <laughs> That in Redstone, the restaurant right. outside the mall, it doesn't move. Oh my <laughs> There are two things that, that are marvels in the fast food world, right? That Wendy's can be the third biggest chain, or at least generate the third most amount of money without doing breakfast. Who's the second? It's McDonald's or Burger King, Burger King, Burger McDonald's. King is still... Oh, yeah, yeah, they're really? up. Really? I, I felt that they've fallen off. Oh, are you kidding me? The they're whole... almost like 7-Eleven back in the day. Like, 
there was a time when 7-Eleven was the mini mart, yep. you know? And now you don't even go in because it's so damn dirty. Like, yeah. I don't even think well, about 7-Eleven anymore. I only, go in there, I only go in there like at 3 in the morning when I'm really hungry and there's that last hot dog that's rolling around on that uh. grill. And it's just nice. Hey, do I take that one? One minute, guys. One minute. Do I leave it or do I take it? Well, the gamble is, is whether or not that hot dog actually has toppings on it or if it's just been out there so long that it's collected. <laughs> it's stuffed toppings. I used to get the burritos. Take the money line. Put them in their own microwave. Oh, their microwave. Come on, guys. That's it's lunchtime now. Was. People are trying to eat. Come on. You mean uh, like the uh, kind of microwaves down in uh, Florida where they were uh, heating up urine for the because they were right next to the, uh, the, the drug check place? Did oh, you, really? Did you read about that story? No, no it, I did There not. was a 7-Eleven that put out a sign that says, do not heat up urine in microwave. <laughs> 20 seconds. <laughs> Does that work? Can you heat your urine up to the point in which you can pass a drug test? Uh-oh, Who do I look like? Ontario Smith? We already had the Wizenator breakdown segment. How many times on the show? Ten no, seconds. this is diff- the Wizenator's different than, yeah. than the cooking your own urine, Tony. I don't know if it was their right. own urine. All right, we'll see we're you about, tomorrow. We're huh? about out of time, guys. We're uh-huh. going to see you on Thursday night at uh, Screwball. With Harry Mays and Aton Shander yeah. on 97.3 ESPN yeah. and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Beautiful. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly crossover. Crossing the streams, not crossing broad. There's too many cars parked in the middle and, and people not, can't see you. Yeah, not crossing broads. Well, no, you can do that, too. If you, you cross, cross it, no, if you cross abroad, you know it's going to happen, Robin. You're going to get your ass kicked. Yes, you will. <laughs> I have breaking news from the Babylon Bee. You know we always are monitoring that. Absolutely. My now go-to Absolutely. website for all totally things. Totally true news. The, the most real fake news, but it's funny. That's why I like it. Prodigal Son. Ladies and gentlemen, this just in. Prodigal Son kicked back out after old tweets surface. So there you have it, ladies. <laughs> we have another victim. Of a, of a past, the prodigal son now. There was That's a, a new certain TV man. Show. There was a certain man who had two sons, and the younger son demanded his inheritance and then wasted it all in a distant country. The prodigal son. Not the new show on Fox or E. Which, which show? What channel is that? I on? have no idea. Prodigal it just looks son. good, though. He's now been kicked out now, because they. The sh- walk on sons are turned back on, and we, you, you have Dean to thank for me having to turn the walk on sons off. Because he did it intentionally. Off. He did it intentionally. He did. Damn it, Dean. You're going to get us in trouble. It's your darn walk-up sound that's the worst out of all of them. Jeez. And then he, and then he says, oh, was that on the air? Like all innocent-like. Ah, no, you knew we were on the cross, Crossing the Streams live stream crossover. This is such a crock of shit. Well, that's why people listen. You think they're listening? For, uh, this, that's why it's America's favorite show. What's the matter with you people? We will have the Green Bay Packer breakdown. Text the producer. Apologize. He just refuses to die. Exactly. Give him one of those, says Scrapple Joe. (sighs) Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. So anyway, the walk-up sounds are back on. I have unmuted them since it is now safe again. For anybody to have whatever, say whatever they want. <laughs> so, so D- did you see D- John? I got to give John Clark credit. You know John Clark, good yes. friend, NBC 10's own John Clark. They call him Johnny Airport. Yes. In fact, he was at the airport this morning also. Was, was there he? was no, like, 15th string NBA draft pick coming in to work out for the 76ers. 
You know who was at the airport and John Clark had to be there? Unless somebody sent him the picture, which I think happened. Johnny doesn't just go up for regular horseshit fans sitting in, a, in an area waiting to catch a flight. Because a bunch of Eagles fans are flying to Green Bay. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, we had yeah, a winner yeah. for Green Bay the other night. Yes. So people are waiting at Philadelphia International Airport to board a flight for Green Bay because they're going to be at the Packer game on Thursday night, tomorrow night at Lambeau Field. And Johnny Airport, we got to find a video and give him some love. He found the guy, Hakeem yes. Laws. Remember we talked about it? Everybody's seen the video. <clears throat> the young man who was out there saving kids in his own neighborhood. There was a fire Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon after the Eagles game, sitting around pissed off just like everybody else that they lost that game here in the city. And what happens? You saw what happened. The gentleman goes out, he and his friends, and there's actual now tape of him catching the babies. Yes, it's amazing. So they found video of him because people say, oh, yeah, he just said he was catching babies. He actually was out there. There was a fire in his neighborhood right near his house. And then his friend grabbed a ladder from the ladder truck, the fire department, put it up against the wall of the burning building, goes up and starts okay, rescuing people. And so you're going to see the video of Hakeem Laws, who's the young man who made the face and his eyes, which will always be a meme now forevermore. And John Clark caught up with him yesterday and went out on a field somewhere with a football to recount the hero of the Delaware Valley and of the entire nation, let's so be honest. So what you're going to see first is, um, is it's a Telemundo Well, it's channeled. NBC10 and Telemundo both right. share the same okay. camera crews. And, and you'll see they're, where it they're has in the, the same little, building. The little circle is um, are, are the two rescuers. So exactly. here we go. He says he caught a baby and an adult woman in the air. You can believe in me. I'm not going to drop her. So she came down, boom. My first thought, actually, in the back of my head was like, yeah, no fumble. So I caught two. You caught two? Mm-hmm. And then ran him in for a touchdown. After rescuing people from a burning building, how was the Eagles' loss still on his mind in that moment? It must have been my whole day. That was earlier the same day that happened, maybe 12 hours or so, less than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about that all day. He says he caught a baby and an adult woman in the air. You can believe in me. I'm not going to drop her. So she came down, boom. My first thought, actually, in the back of my head was like, yeah, no fumble. So I caught two. You caught two? Mm-hmm. And then ran him in for a touchdown. There After he is, ladies rest- and gentlemen. How about that? Once again, the more I see that man, the more I love him as much as another man can love another man. He not only caught two. He then ran them in for the touchdown and didn't fumble, the baby or the woman that he caught. That's a real hero right there. It is absolutely fantastic. There's got to be a statue made of him. Maybe in front of Nelson Aguilar's house. Put a statue. <laughs> I should. He should replace the Kate Aguilar Smith statue. Really he should replace like the Kate Smith statue that the scumbag Comcast-led flyer organization had removed from the Xfinity Live complex last year. And I still have the shroud. People don't believe it, Robin. Did you get rid of the shroud, the Kate no, Smith shroud? No, I have not gotten rid of the shroud. Are you kidding? Okay, hold on a second. I have a, a longer video, Tony, uh, that puts everything nice together. I just – let me pull this up and – Excuse me while I – Excuse me while I – Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> Can I put that baby catcher on my fantasy team? Ask Luigi. That's I a good question. So. Luigi probably has him now high on his board because he's looking for receivers now because 
you know, you got no Antonio Brown. You got guys hurt all over the place. What do you have oh, now, Robin? Start throwing babies out the window. So we this was is the original. Unlike Aguilar. Hakeem Laws went viral. He's a meme now. He's a gif. I walked into one of my friend's house, and he just had a big hug. Like, yo, he went viral. I'm like, huh? All right. And then the phones ain't stopped ringing. My friend's phones ain't stopped ringing. It's people that people they know from elementary school was calling them, and everybody's looking for me. It's crazy. Hakeem is a former Philly firefighter, an Army veteran, but in his mind, he is still on call all the time. And in the middle of the night, when he saw that kids needed to be rescued from a burning building, he stepped up. He says he caught a baby and an adult woman in the air. You can believe in me. I'm not going to drop her. So she came down, boom. My first thought, actually, in the back of my head was like, yeah, no fumble. So I caught two. You caught two? Mm-hmm. And then ran him in for a touchdown. After rescuing people from a burning building, how was the right Eagles' loss yeah, still video. on his mind in that moment? It must have been my whole day. That was earlier the same day that happened, maybe 12 hours or so, less than that. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking about that all day. Hakeem struck a nerve with Eagles fans. I think I probably connected because I'm saying what everybody was thinking, or they said amongst themselves or whatever. That's what it is. Nelson Aguilar went on Twitter and invited Hakeem and his family to come to an Eagles game. I asked Hakeem what his message would be to Nelson. And the camera? Yeah. He got it the first time. Wow. Dropping the shades. Being acknowledged for doing something, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, like that, rescuing people from a fire, and me just, you know, just acting, that's the real, that's a real reward for me. Good job. Let me give Johnny yes. uh, Johnny Clark, Johnny Airport, as we call it here. See, that's a good job. Everybody's trying to get the guy. Yeah, I John uh, Clark tracks him down. We were trying to track him down. We tracked him down, but he did not get back to us. Well, you heard it. His phone was ringing yeah. off the wall. And we got to give that guy major, major love. And I mean, you, this city gets a lot of hate. Cupcake Eagles, you are absolutely correct. Not all heroes wear capes. Exactly. Although some do. Some, one hero was wearing a cape this morning. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it. Now, I had not seen much. I've, I know what the show's about, The Masked Singer. Is this another one that was stolen from somewhere in Europe? Yes, Did they do was, this? No, it wasn't a European. It was a Korean, Okay, I so it was stolen. So, all, again, proving that there are no original ideas in Hollywood. The, the way- all the TV shows, every game show is being redone. Every movie, every TV show is being redone, right? Yes. And any of the great shows that you see, whether it's American Idol... The X Factor, well, the, you name the it. The way Americans found out about The Masked Singer was Ryan Reynolds was promoting his Deadpool. I believe it was the Deadpool movie and was going all around the world promoting Deadpool. And he, as a Deadpool promotion, went on the Korean version of The Masked Singer and sang a song. And the video clip of him revealing his face and everybody going crazy went viral. I remember that, yes. And that's how everybody were like, what, this, what is this show? This is great. And then, boom, a year later, it went uh, into production, and here we are. And it's huge. And it premieres tonight. And so this morning, Robin and I got up real early in the morning. I had to bring props, and we had to see what was going on, because I had no idea what was going to happen. Robin then has edited it all together in a real nice, clean package, so to speak. Because we don't want no dirty packages yeah. in this show. You got to trim those packages out. We don't have dirty CPAPs. We don't have dirty anything. Dirty laundry, yeah, because Robin doesn't. If I don't wash the laundry, if I don't do the laundry, and I don't wait till Sunday night to do the laundry either. Let's go live or semi plausibly live. This was earlier today. Yes. 
on Fox 29, Good Day, with the great Alex Holly, the great. Is the guy's name that's on there? Oh, gosh, I just don't remember. Mike Jarek. <laughs> Mike Jarek, and, of course, one of my all-time favorites who was on the set also this morning. Who else was on the set? Karen I, Hepp. Oh, Karen Hepp, yes. Karen Hepp. Man, do I love her. You do love you I some love Karen. me some Karen Hepp. Yes, you do. God almighty. But let's go to semi-live. Earlier today. This was what? At nine, right at the top of the 9 yeah. o'clock. If you were watching today, you saw this. If you weren't, this is how the 9 o'clock hour opened on Fox 29 here in Philadelphia. And volume is why not here. Robin? Hello? Hello? Why is, why is there no sound? Hold on. Wait a minute, Wait Robin. Wait a moment, Wait a minute. There should be sound. Yes, there should. Uh, there should be sound. There should be music. There should be special effects, explosions, bombs, bursting in air. Why did my sound turn off? Oh, I wonder if this is one of them. Hold on. This is a weird thing. Robin, really? Hold on. Hold on, mister. Robin? Look, it's... Robin? <sighs> That's why. Robin? Hold on. You know, you should have told me. I could have played... Let me play a little uh, one other one-hit wonder that I love. No, this while is... While we're getting ready. Okay, let me play. Can you bring up my music so I can play another one-hit wonder? So we don't... Here we go. This is another, but this is one of those one-hit wonders that everybody knows. But nobody knows the name of the artist who did this song, Robin. Do you know the name of the artist who did this one-hit wonder? Nobody. And, of course, this became a really big, big song on Saturday Night Live back when it was funny, remember? With the whole head thing. Sitting in the car. Will Ferrell, right? And who was the other guy? Chris Kattan, I believe, right? It was Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, and they would be going to a club all discoed up, and they'd sit in the front seat. And they even made a movie about this, right? Uh, yeah, there was a movie. That, so. That's what they do on Saturday Night Live. They get a funny bit, and they turn it into a movie. All right, here we go. Hadaway. This should work. Not Tim Hardaway. Hadaway, Robin. H-A-D-D-A-W-A-Y. Hadaway. And he went away after he did that hit, but that's one of those songs that everybody knows and everybody still loves on One Hit Wonder Day. Now, let's go back to Fox 29 this morning. Why is it still not playing? What the hell is going on here? No, there's something. This is very annoying. That was Night at the Roxbury. Thank you for that. That was the movie that they did. It was about going to a club. It was playing earlier. I know it was, Robin. It doesn't matter if it was playing earlier. No one heard it when it was playing earlier. People want to hear it now. You know what I'm saying? I'm very annoyed. By the way, I have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Just when you thought Samuel L. Jackson has not had every job in Hollywood and every movie ever produced, guess what? Amazon, ladies and gentlemen. Amazon has hired Samuel L. Jackson to be their first celebrity voice using neutral text to speak, to speech. So instead of hearing Alexa, you say, say Alexa again. You get it, Robin? And if you want Samuel L. Jackson's voice coming out of your Amazon smart speaker, you'll be able to. 
Jackson's voice will be available thanks to neutral text-to-speech Amazon reporting today. Breaking news when you just haven't heard as Samuel L. Jackson's voice quite enough. There you have it. I hate it when Windows suddenly defaults to something that it's not supposed to. So, so sorry, folks. Are we ready now, but Robin? That's what happens when you're doing... Robin, if you don't get this right, I'm going to call for an official impeachment inquiry of you from this show. I would be more than happy for you to hire somebody else, Tony. Can I impeach you? Yes. Here we go. Ah! As soon as I hit play, it goes away. What the F is wrong? Good thing I still have one-hit wonders to fill the void here, Robin. Here, there All we go. of this work that you did today. <sighs> Try it again. They're more than just masks, but the mask singer is back tonight on Fox. It's on a day to twice. I think it's a two-hour special tonight. Uh, celebrating with our own masked singer. Now, these are Delaware Valley people that you would know. So this is our first masked singer. Now, I'm going to give you a hint. This person has attended 30 Super Bowls. Take it away. Stacy's mama's got it going on. She's all around and I'm ready to Stacy. Okay, that's Can't good. That's probably enough. <laughs> we don't want people to turn away. <laughs> that is our one-hit wonder today, too, uh, Stacey's mom. That's true. You're on theme. So we now, what costume is this? Is this the egg? Oh, this is the egg. And now I see the yolk. Yeah. That's no yolk. Uh, all right, start guessing this on Twitter. This is a Twitter. good one. I'm not even sure of the gender. <laughs> I have a pretty good guess about the gender. Do you think it's a woman? No. Oh. <laughs> You think it's a man trying to sound like, you know, get out of here or something? You thought that was a woman, and we'd be all wrong. 30 Super Bowls? So they must... Are they a football player? A former football player? No, they'd be an analyst or something, right? They cover them? Yeah. Maybe in some sportscast? I have an idea. What are we supposed to say? No, we wait? I'll, I'll wait a little bit before I, but okay. you guys weigh in first. It's been 10 minutes, so let's go back to the mass Singer. Let him sing. Uh, uh, well, we've decided it's a man yet. or well. well, we're guessing. We don't know. We're Has anybody guessing. guessed on Twitter? I have an idea. My, oh, let me look. Let me I look. haven't been able to look. Anybody are in they going to sing again? Is that where looking? we're going? Okay, sing away, mass Singer. Go for it. I know who I want to take me home. I know want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. I wish someone would take you home. home. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Can we sing songs? Oh, okay. I'm singing songs more in your genre is what I was going to say. So I have a guess. How do you know that's not the genre? <laughs> okay. But here's your second clue. This, this, this person, Mass Singer, loves animals and might be obsessed with cats. Okay, now I'm lost. Because at first I was going to say someone. I think I know who it is. Okay. Joke. Uh, should we try the mass Singer again? Yes, right there. Let, let, let me should give we, another hint. We're here. getting guesses. Oh, give me some guesses. Someone said, is it a Gary Cobb? That's from Tamika. Okay. 
then we have another one, Quincy Harris, which I don't know how he would have been the third. How many Super Bowls? 30. Uh, Meryl Reese, Barbara says. So oh. We some, uh, Joanne says Ron Jaworski. Okay. Can't tell how tall this person is. Yeah, that's true. From this show. And maybe they will give it away. I do know. This. Here's your third hint. Likes red wine. In fact, is considered a red wine enthusiast. Oh. All right, let's uh, sing for us again. Here we go. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kicks were fast as lightning. Now, that sounds like Quincy, but I don't think we'd have to. He's only. <laughs> oh, 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 is he okay? It was a little bit frightening. <laughs> oh, my no, it's not. It can't be Quincy well, because it's zero. With expert timing. Now I'm worried for them. Maybe they should stop. to guess and then we'll reveal okay <laughs> uh, hey, Sammy are we doing this thing again oh so uh, they're here that oh, means okay so let's just reveal it's time to reveal the mass singer the mass singer I mean your guesses have been all over the map mm -hmm. as a matter of fact so you guys really don't know uh, no, you I don't know. know. You know? No, I don't know. Oh, really? I think it's I, we had, you know, no, we just had a pre-discussion yesterday, so I don't know. No, we, yeah, we have no idea who. Okay, so let's reveal. Let's play some music and have them come in and sing. What? Oh, they're not oh, down here yet? Maybe they need some time. Oh, they can't find their way down because they have a mask on their face. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, imagine it'd be hard to see. I see them standing We're right, getting right, over, right over there. Oh, do you see them? No, just come on in. Where'd they go? Dun, 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 dun. Maybe they're scared. We've scared them away. Um, we're getting more guesses. People are doubling down on uh, Quincy Harris and Gary Cobb. Um, I'm not, it's not, if you missed one of the clues, one of the clues, I've been to 30 Super Bowls. That's the hard one. But Quincy would have to start what? going at 10 years of age every year. He hasn't done that. <laughs> Someone said Bill Anderson. Well, well I guess Tom Shreddencheck from Just Oh! Shredder, has he been to, it's got to be a broadcaster of some sort. So is it, Mer is it Meryl Reese? Mike Qu no, Mike has it. Okay, you it's, all right, we're ready. I think I think the mass singer's ready. Come they on. They must be having a hard time finding the studio. Yeah, maybe they can't see. They can't see. Can somebody guide him? Has somebody guide? Kit Kat Klein, can you Oh, here we go. They're singing. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have no idea. I want Oh, you guys have thought of everything. Guys, we have no idea who this is. Our producers did this. All right, let me take that from you because it's fake anyway. Is it time for the reveal? Go ahead. Three, two, one. Who is the mass singer? Pronouns here. We didn't, this well, is no, about, don't this do isn't about gender pronouns. That's right. Yes. Exactly right. Uh, well, you, you have none of those. Right. I didn't pick any of those songs, so there weren't they weren't even in my wheelhouse. That's what I was saying. I said you should have been singing songs in your wheelhouse that you no, know. But then, see, I had to go falsetto, so you right. would know. You hear your right? voice exactly. Distinctive. You so you right. didn't know, Mike? No, we had no idea. Are you serious? The hardest part was not laughing because I knew if I had laughed one <laughs> time. <laughs> 
What is your genre if you had to sing? Well, I'm usually in a bar and I've had a couple of cocktails sure. and then I go Barry White. Oh, yeah. And then another one of my great songs that I've done, and it's actually on YouTube, is Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Oh. I can nail that, too. One of my favorites. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll I have to look that up. That. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Bye, guys. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for playing ten along. Ten-second prediction tomorrow night's game. Uh, the Eagles have to win. <laughs> they have to win the game, Mike. There's no question. They have to win the game. Or they'll never make it to a Super Bowl. No, they'll make it. No, they'll win. I think the Eagles are going to win this. I okay. think they're going to shock a lot of people. We're going to run the football. Run the ball. And, of course, Miss Robin's here. Hi. And Miss Robin. <laughs> uh, okay, so. That was good. I have no idea. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. While you people are sleeping, while you people are just thinking that we just plop into this studio every day in the wine cellar, we don't do that stuff. When nature calls, we respond. And so when Fox 29 producers called Robin yesterday, after, actually it was last night. Yeah, last night. I'm sitting on the couch watching baseball. She says, oh, I just got a call from Fox 29. Because I used to go on there all the time, but... You know, I was had to be there at five in the morning. I can't get up that early anymore when we're doing all these shows and doing late nights and going out and doing football games and pregame shows. Trump's, what, what do you hear? What they want to do? And I said, Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> and then she says, Yeah, they want you to do the Mass Singer because the show premieres again. The new season starts on Wednesday night on Fox. And they thought they were thinking of who could we bring in to be one of the mass singers. Who now, would be willing to do this kind of crazy <laughs> now, Aton thing? is on there all the time. Yeah. But a I guess Aton was at a golf course. But I don't know because they, a Aton's on there like 10 times a week. So I'm sure it would have been hard for them not to guess him. Yeah, well, they, I think that they chose you because you had not been on for a little while, that you are very well known in Philadelphia, and um, that you had some really great clues you know, because not there's, blues clues, Robin. There, you have you have enough things that are different about you that w should be able to give it away if somebody really thought about it. But the fact that you went falsetto, I don't think that they were able to get it. But I did when listening back to it. I heard that during one of the. I know you could hear my you voice. You could hear your voice. I didn't know clearly. it because I'm standing. We were upstairs in a separate studio. They actually they had us show up. In the car, and then pull into the uh, no, yeah. into the parking garage where we're never nobody's allowed in the parking no, garage. No, usually you have to park on Market Street. They give you a placard, but that's in the front of the building, and there's right. windows and everybody right there. sees you because yeah. you can see the studio from the front of the building. So, so they, they didn't want anybody to see me, just like they do on the real show. Yeah, they had to sneak you in, and then you had to sneak had, me in. You had like a baseball cap on, and yes. you're all covered up. And then you they rushed you upstairs into a back back room where right. they had the, the uh, backdrop of the mask singer. And by the way, the mask like they provided the mask. Miss Robin did the rest of the ensemble. So I had a black, now it's warm still. It's yes. not, you know, it's not freezing out. Had a black turtleneck on. Yep. Then Robin gets this red thing that she wore once, and I had the uh, Captain Obvious. And then I had uh, the medals like, from my Captain uh, Obvious suit. Yeah, I, I pinned the, the Captain Obvious medals onto an old, like uh, that red cape kind of thing. Is It's actually part of a dress of mine. And then you had the black cape on underneath it so that you could put the hood up over your head. So that Because I knew that if they saw your bald head, that would be a giveaway yeah. as well. But I got to give myself credit. Now, you know, I, I, I normally think I suck when I do stuff. I suck as a singer. Yes. But I thought I pulled off the falsetto to the part where no one could figure yep. out. And the best part is a lot of the listeners and viewers, I got to give myself, you know, we always talk about why that's some white folk shit. 
How many people were guessing that I was African-American? <laughs> Quincy Harris, good guy, friend, African-American. Gary, Gary Cobb, a brother. Yep. Meryl Reese, not a brother, but <laughs> no. a good broadcaster. But every, like, almost, I think 75% of the guesses were the Bill were, Anderson, yeah, another somebody, brother. Yeah. All the brothers. The people thought it because I had the rhythm. I had the movement going. <laughs> yeah. Even though I had a mask on, I couldn't see crap out of that mask. No, no you were trying to do the cue cards <laughs> from one eye hole. So I said, I don't know all the words to these songs. I mean, I knew Tainted Love. It's pretty easy. But I said, you know, but you were singing Stacy's mom. Yeah, there was no music. You were singing a cappella, and you were getting mixed minus through your ears. Exactly. So you were hearing yourself back in delay, which is it very may look easy, but, but they guessed bad. Mike Quick. Yeah, Mike Quick was one of the guesses. <laughs> yeah, everybody was guessing that you were a black dude, <laughs> which is something that we before the webcams and everything became more popular. There are so many people prior to them realizing what you looked like. Most people out there, so many people were thinking that you were a black dude. Yeah, because I got, you know, I got the, you got the, the sisters rhythm. like me. You got rhythm and you got that low, sexy voice. Except I had to go. Even, now, again, I was afraid because I, I, you know, I can't sing, but I said I have to go falsetto. And the biggest problem that I had, A, I couldn't see, and B, I thought I was going to start laughing. Like, I would screw up and start laughing, because that was live. When you choked up, was that because you started laughing? No, because I started coughing. Oh, okay. Because remember, we had to come back every 10 minutes. So the, we did the first thing live at the top of 9 o'clock, and then 10 minutes later, I came back and did another song, and then 10 minutes later, I came back and did the third song, and then finally they brought me down. And then they had another mass Singer yeah. from 9.30 to 10, and everybody who saw it, the great Kathy Orr, Meteorologist Kathy Orr from she Fox 29. She was so nervous. I know she was more nervous. She's on TV every yeah. night, and she was more nervous than I was. She was. She was like, I can't believe I'm willing to do this. Oh, she had three different outfit changes. She was. She was stressing. <laughs> Mikey misses hair plugs. Thank God you didn't wear tight pants. There's no way they'd be mis mistaking you for a brother. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Can I win the Emmy and the Grammy all in one show for that? I think that should be submitted. I can I put that so. on my resume now. Absolutely. When people say, you know, what are the craziest things you've done? That was fun. I see, I like doing fun stuff like that. A lot of people, you know, in my industry are, oh, that's beneath me. You're going to have me go up there and do a stupid mask singer thing? Come on, man. People are so goofy, like what they think is beneath them. If you don't enjoy your life every day and you don't cherish silly stuff like that, you know, they call me. I didn't go in there and say, hey, guys, by the way, I got a great idea. Why don't I come in and be the mess singer? <laughs> well, and, and, it, and here's the other thing that's really funny is that they, they ask you all the time to come in for different things uh, to promote and, and, and do sports segments. And you've said after a while, you're like, you know what? I, I, it's not that you're too good, but you're just not willing to get up that early normally. But for this, you were willing to get up that early. Well, yeah. You know, I love those guys. You know, it's not that far. Although this morning, you know, when we used to live at Dockside on the Delaware River, it was five minutes away. We'd just go up Delaware Avenue and turn on Market and be right there at 4th and Market. Now we had to come from South Philly, and then there's tra it's trash day. So, like, every block uh. between school buses, because we had to be there by yes. 8.30 in the morning, and between school buses and trash trucks, I'm thinking, we're not going to get there in time. Yeah. So we did, and it was a lot of fun. So that was fun hanging out this morning. Tainted love, though. That was in my wheelhouse, though. You notice I kept saying, and I couldn't hear anything. Speaking of taints, yes. Oh. 
Bob from Valley Forge checks in and he says, do you get to keep that mask for a bedroom play later? I don't need the mask. Tony looks like an egghead anyway. No, I have, yeah. There was a yoke on top of it. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. It's a yoke. Now, usually I'm more of into a full leather or vinyl mask yeah, at yeah. home for home use. That's the home version of the Tony Bruno game. The <laughs> Does the zipper go up and down or sideways? It's just a full latex thing myself. I can't use latex, though. I'm more into vinyl. Are you are you latex allergic? Are you allergic to latex? I'm not allergic to anything, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love. I even gave some sports commentary at the end. Where are you getting that kind of mass singer slash Thursday night football 10 second analysis? I think we can guarantee <laughs> that it ain't nowhere else, meow. I noticed Vivid Video is in knocking down your door. They actually did. I, I, want, I don't want to give away trade secrets, secrets, but you know that I have appeared in several adult films, Robin. See, you say that, and yet I've never seen evidence of this. I mean, I know that you... I have more evidence of this than there is of uh, collusion with Russia, all right? There's more hard home evidence. Home videos do not count, Tony. Not home videos. Now, I wasn't a performer. Let me just make the... But I was in a crowd scene in several movies that were shot in Los Angeles. Oh, yes. you and I. But I, I, I would love to find... You know, because I know that you have been... And I know that your your house in Venice was used for various. It was used for MTV. It was used yeah. for it was used for uh, CSI Miami. Right. Yeah, my house. Because what they do in, in LA when you live in you know Venice and you got palm trees everywhere, they don't want to fly to Miami to do a lot of external or internal shots. So they pick out streets. Californication obviously was shot yes. in Venice, but a lot of shows that are Miami based are shot in L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, they go to Miami, and then they have a crew going around and just shooting B-roll B-rolls of the, you know, the beaches and all the other stuff. And then when they shoot there, they just go in the neighborhoods, and they yep. knock on people's doors and say, hey, your house is good. This is what we want to use. Can we use your house? And they, they pay you money to mm -hmm. use your house. So Date My Mom was filmed in my house, yep. an episode of that, for MTV, and then a couple of adult films were filmed in there. Now, when the, now I think with Date Your Mom, you said you left, right? Yeah, they didn't want me around. And then those <laughs> bastards drank all my vodka and stuff. So all these, like, MTV How roadies rude. are in there. And now you're, you're paying me to use my house. That's fine. I was working anyway. So you sign a, you know, they, they sign a release form. I come back. My, all my vodka's gone. My stinking gin's gone. Because I had an open uh, wine cabinet yeah. there. I had an open booze cabinet. I didn't have it locked behind closed doors. Sons of bitches. <sighs> Ridiculous, man. It is ridiculous. All right. So, um, where yeah. were we? They at least should have replaced <laughs> yeah. They could have gone to the Costco right down the street from where we lived. I know. And replaced and my... And there you can buy alcohol everywhere. Exactly right. Well, one ridiculous. more song. One, one of my favorites. And people On, will recognize this. And this is this National One, one Hit, hit wonder, wonder Day. day. Yes. So this is why we are celebrating all these One Hit Wonders. Oh, this is a yes. song... That a lot of people know from 17 years of appearing on KNBR 680 D, sports leader in San Francisco, California, every morning with a great Gary Radnich. And this was the open that they used. I didn't pick this out. I didn't even know this was the Georgia Satellites. But this is where they always picked it up. 
your hands to yourself. And then Gary would come in, and now America's number one. <laughs> and they would play the Georgia Satellites as my walk-up music for 17 years, Robin. You remember this. Whenever you heard that sound at 11 a.m. Pacific time, Bye, Salinas. She said, don't hand me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. Hi -oh. I think, yeah, this is Joe Biden's walk-up song now. <laughs> I love this song. Oh, I forgot my pick. I got two picks the other day, yes, too. Yes, you did. The Georgia Satellites, they lost them in space, and they couldn't find them ever since. And they didn't do anything else. I mean, No, they had a, they had a couple of albums, but, but this not, was their yeah. breakout song. That's why, see, this is why it's called One, One Hit, Hit Wonder. Wonder Wednesday. We should make this a regular routine. We should. A what up. There's so many. There's way too many up. to play today. Say, what up. One Hit Wonder Wednesday, yo. Burton Gus, Wipeout by the Safaris. Oh, yeah. And then this one, which I love, too, and we play it. You know, it's funny. A lot of these songs we already play on this show. Yeah. But this is one of the all-timers, right? Send this one out to all my French ladies out there and all you French tickler users. Robbie Neville, Robin. You remember him? Yep, yep, yep. One of the Neville brothers? No, no, no. This is a white dude. British dude. What's the name of the song, Robin? La vie. What you gonna do? I need my sticks over there. Please pick them up. I'm like a guy who has hands tied behind his back. Everybody now. Right. Oh, he's an American dude. This was nominated for the MTV Video Music Award for Best Editing and Best Cinematography. S. Falcon 39. Must be a slow sports day playing one-hit wonders. No, it's one-hit wonder day. It's National One-Hit Wonder Day. I don't have any impeachment songs, so I do that, because that's the other trend. The trends are one-hit wonder day, and everything else is impeachment. Sorry, we don't do impeachment on the show. Although, I can go for a nice impeach schnapps drink today. You know where you put the little peach schnapps in? Uh, Craig, one more time, Rob. That's right! I'll give you a little sass.
Bruno, when you were on Fox 29 this morning yes. and uh, they couldn't figure, they thought maybe you were a woman. Yeah. And <laughs> they, they, and you said that no, no uh, pronouns. No gender pronouns. No gender specific. pronouns. They did today. Speaking of gender uh, neutral, that Mattel has now released a doll for everyone gender neutral dolls. Did you read about that? Yes, I did. So, they, they, well, I mean, I actually, I think that this is good. They, 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 they had the uh, Barbie that's in a wheelchair. They had um, a couple of different. So, so I think that this is good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't care what they do. First of all, when I was playing with Bobby dolls as a kid, there was just a smooth spot down there. Now it's new. They were gender neutral from Jump Street. <laughs> Yes, they right? were. Right, Ken never had a penis. That's true. Barbie never had a slit. They have always. They were just smooth bodies down there. You know what? So now That's... they're gender neutral. You mean they're coming back and putting the old Barbies out in Ken dolls where they didn't have any sex organs? I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> they were they were gender neutral from the beginning. And with all of the makeup and the big boobs, and we actually did uh, back in the day when, um, uh, oh, what's the trans... Transvestite called the, uh, the 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 very famous one that has the show on RuPaul. RuPaul. RuPaul actually, when he was in full drag because of his height and the fake boobs that he put on, he was the in proportion to an actual Barbie doll. Yes. So Barbies were gender neutral transvestites from day one. Exactly. <laughs> Just How many of you who were older and have kids that had Barbie dolls back in the 70s and 80s never looked at when the kids were changing the dolls? That they didn't have any penises? They didn't have any punanis? Barbie didn't even have boobs. Right? Barbie didn't have boobs. Yes, she did. No, she, she didn't. She had humongous boobs. They were big and pointy and, and way proportional. Like if... That they were RuPaul in drag. <laughs> Height, the the length of her legs was totally out of proportion to the width of her torso and her breasts. And RuPaul in drag, like if you, if you proportionally made her life size, she would have been seven feet two. And by I the think. way, if they're going to call him Barbie and Ken, how can they call him Ken? Ken is. Are they saying that Ken is a man, or are they saying that he's no, gender these are, neutral? These are different names. It doesn't. Oh, there's to. not Barbie and Ken. No, there's Barbie and Ken, or Barbie and Ken, and then. Now I'm getting different... updates now because I haven't played with a Barbie doll for 25 years. That Barbie did have boobs but no nipples. Correct. Is that right? There's no nipples. They were just cones. They were just just cones. just, <laughs> just cones. mounds, big mounds. <laughs> AJ in San Antonio, the only thing better than Tony on Fox 29 would have been if Dean's blurp sound suddenly played on live TV. Well, it did play on live radio, yes, which did. is... But I talked over it, knowing <laughs> that it was coming up. Now, crank this up, Robin. This is one of your favorites. I know that. Everybody likes this song, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. God, I got so tired of this. <laughs> Hock it up, Tony. Hock it up. I will hock up a loogie if I keep doing this. This is one of those one-hit wonder songs that was just played so much that you got sick of it. 
In fact, at my son Chris's wedding, the DJ who did his wedding, uh-huh. you know what the name, what he called himself? What? No Macarena. No Macarena. That's, yeah, that's what he sold. He sold himself as a DJ who refused to play Macarena at weddings. Awesome. And this is when Macarena was a hit. Huge. He just said, I'm not playing that damn song at any weddings. Screw you guys. Well, I can imagine being a DJ and being so freaking tired of hearing it because not only are you hearing it on the radio everywhere, but then it's being requested all the time. After a while, you're like, no more Macarena. Exactly. No Bruno Air Maracas or on the Macarena. No, I usually just play with Major League Maracas when I get them because we're talking baseball. The postseason's coming. No. Here's another one of those songs that people Robin's got tired of. It's Miss Robin's job to shake the Macarenas. Whatever happened to the Baja, man? Are they working at Baja Fresh now? Or Baja Cantina down there in Venice? It's actually, it's uh, Marina Del Rey on the beach block. Yo. The Baja Men were a Bahamian band. Yeah. Playing a modernized style of Bahamian music called Junkanoo. Did you, uh, we, yes, we've seen, we've seen you, Junkanoo and Junkaroo. Did you knew that? I got Tony? junk in the trunk. Is that the same thing? Um, they f- did you know that the Baja men formed way back in 1977? And they formed back then as high voltage, initially playing disco and funk. Dude. Um, Junkanoo. Junkanoo. Junk-a-noo. You know when you go on the, when you go to the Caribbean and a lot of these islands, they have Junkaroo bands, I believe, in the uh, in the Virgin Islands. Don't you remember you pull up uh-huh. on a boat and then these guys yes. are playing? Is it Junkaroo or Junkanoo? Junkanoo. That's Junkanoo is Bahamian yeah. style music. Let me play one more little one here. Just a taste, not the whole song. Just a taste, drop it for just a second. I know this is one of your favorites. Hey, Matt. Yeah, Sam. Hey, you talked to Mark lately? Uh, I haven't really talked to him. You know what song this is, Robin? He looks pretty down. Yeah, well. Maybe we should cheer him up then. I do, I do, I do, Tony. Steal my sunshine, right? Does he like butter? Yeah. I was lying on the grass a Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self defeat. My mind was thugged, I'll lease the bugs. Who did this, Robin? There was a one name. Len. Len. But it was a group. I don't know who Len was. Not the, not Len Weiner. Not Lenny Bias, the late great Lenny Bias. And not Lenny's, one of the great. In Clearwater Beach, Clearwater, Florida. Clearwater Beach, Florida breakfast diners. If you steal my sunshine. Uh, just one more, Robin. Just one more. Oh my God! Just it's, it's it's stinking. 
One Hit Wonder Wednesday, yo. We have so many other things to talk no, about. No, we don't. I gave you baseball. I gave you football. Oh, but this one's fun. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride. Not Lenny Dykstra. Make a store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want to. It was like I had last week. I must stay because talk is cheap. I like Angela, Pamela, Sandra, and Rita. And as I continue, you know they're getting sweeter. So what can I do? I really bag you, my lord. To be is just like a sport. A little bit of who? A little bit of Monica. That's what Bill Clinton said. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's what I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. A little bit of you makes me your man. All those songs have to have that. From Valley Forge. Is this song about group sex? No, it's about. It's about two chicks at the same time. All right, enough of that. Enough of Lubega. B E G A if you're scoring at home. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just one more taste. Oh, God. Just, just one. Just one more. Tony, There's so many of them. Just take a We're not playing the whole song. We're just giving you like a little snippet. Just a taste. Zip it so we can play another snippet. Come on, Robert. In you know, say that I'm a stormy, I go blam. I licky bomb bomb bam. Take the money. You got your licky bomb bomb in, Robin, right? I had some of that the other night. It was pretty good. Take the money, I now, while Tony's finishing rocking up, I want to thank everybody that has been cheering us on over those last couple months. Uh, the Enough about Snow. That's another one of those on Snow Informer. Great song, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you interrupted. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so in this music. You, you, you should be like the late night... Uh, Johnny Johnny River Johnny Johnny what was his name on uh, huh? what was his name on WKRP in Cincinnati the oh late, Dr. Johnny Dr. Fever Dr. Johnny Fever not Johnny River Dr. Johnny Fever that's I, I, you I anyway I want to thank everybody that has been supporting the show uh, via subscriptions and bits um, because we do not get paid by anybody else right now. You guys are the way we are bringing this to you. Um, and so we thank you all so incredibly much. Absolutely. Um, sh and the way you can show your support for the show and 
all the laughs that we bring you is um, by sharing the show every single day. I know that you think that people are going to get tired of it, but they don't because they don't they don't see it all the time. Your timelines are constantly moving and changing. So remember to share the show all the time. Just sort of do it like clockwork. And um, whenever you give us bits, it's like buying us a drink. Exactly right. <laughs> and who doesn't want to buy us a drink? Exactly. I'm happy because my girl Mary Pulsa got back to me. I <laughs> she, she was. You never know who's on Twitter. No, you don't. So the other day, I I don't remember what I tweeted. Something silly. So that's what most of them do. And then she responded, and I said, "Hey, you, miss you." And then an hour ago, ladies and gentlemen, she says, "Hi, sweets, sending you kisses." I got to meet her in a totally innocuous way. She was an intern at the radio station. Little did we know. Yeah. Little did we know. Well, it was funny because, you know, she's just in jeans and a T-shirt and, and uh, didn't have any makeup on or anything. And she's a new intern started at the, not, not on our show, but she was like in the back room. And uh, Tony would walk by her, and after a couple days, he said, she, gosh, she looks so familiar. <laughs> not quite. Hmm. And then one day he went, oh. I know who that I is. I know her. I know her. I that know is. her. So I gave you the uh, the breaking news about uh, trying to look for some good sports stuff today. Isn't there really not much going on, Robin? I mean, we got football talk, baseball. Yes. Mentioned the Washington uh, Nationals. The Phillies are done. I'm I'm just curious about how many people will be going to the final three games this weekend. They're playing the Miami Marlins. It's the last three. It's everybody's going in there disappointed. But I have interesting story. I got to get my buddy on the line. Should have got him earlier. A friend of mine, actually one of my former bosses. His name is Howard Katz. Uh huh. Howard Katz used to run ESPN. Right. Then he was hired away. Same company, ABC Disney. They hired him to be the head of ABC. And he ran ABC for a while, and now, after he got out of that business, he has now become the NFL's scheduling czar and i've had him on the show many many times great friend great guy so what he does is he makes up the nfl schedule every year and it's an unbelievable process and what he has to do for each city is figure out because major league baseball schedule comes out first right so when the nfl starts putting its schedule together for the upcoming season for the teams they already know when the baseball teams in the particular cities where the franchises share an, an arena or stadium, and they don't in Philadelphia, obviously, but where there are, for example, Kansas City has the baseball stadium right next to the football stadium. Same thing in Pittsburgh here in Philly. Two massive buildings. The last time the Phillies and the Philadelphia Eagles played on the same Sunday mm-hmm. was in October. It was actually October 2nd of 2011. That's the last time both teams playing in that sports complex not too far from where we're doing this show. There were 69,144 people at the link. Now, they didn't start the games at the exact same time. In fact, the Eagles game was later in the day. The E Phillies game earlier in the day, 46,525. So you're talking about over 100,000 people, and that's the scheduling nightmare, and that's people getting out of the parking lots. And you know how crazy it is down there when you have multiple events. But there has not been a Sunday 
since 2011 where both the Eagles and the Phillies were playing on the same day in the same complex. And so what happens is Howard Katz has to sit down. Look up NFL, Robin. He's got to be in there. I don't know if I have his phone number in my book. So this year, for the first time in a while, Howard Katz, knowing that the Phillies had made all these moves in the offseason, signing, you know, obviously Bryce Harper and making deals for Gene Segura and obviously the great catcher, J.T. Riamulto and Robertson. So the Phillies signed a lot of players. And the thought was, well, this year, the Phillies are probably going to be playing in October. So what Howard Katz did when he made out the schedule is he cleared out October games thinking that the Phillies and the Eagles would both be playing because you don't want to have stadium conflicts. Exactly. So what he did, figuring that the Phillies might make the playoffs because he hasn't been putting them in that way for the last eight years. But this year he says, okay, Phillies and Eagles, we can't have that kind of a mess up, both teams playing in the same parking lot. So what he did, the Eagles will be playing three straight road games after they play the Jets. So they're playing in Green Bay tomorrow night. Then they come back the following Sunday, October 6th, and play the Jets here. Then they go on the road for three consecutive weeks. Those are the three consecutive weeks that Howard Katz blocked out thinking the Phillies were going to be playing. Because when you make the schedule out, you're doing it back, you know, in March. Exactly. February or March. So, in other words, week six, instead of being at home, the Eagles are going to be playing at Minnesota against the Vikings. Uh Week seven, they're going to go to Dallas. And then the third consecutive week, week eight, they will be in Buffalo. So those are three tough games. They were going to play those teams anyway. The question is, what dates and when would they play them? Because, you know, we already know who the Eagles are going to play the next season based on how they finish. Right. You just don't know whether they're home games or away games. So because of the Phillies scheduling issue. So now, not only do Phillies fans are – not only are Phillies fans pissed off at how disappointing the baseball season was, Eagles fans are now pissed off at the Phillies because it was the Phillies screwing up that allowed the Eagles to have to go play three consecutive road games in early October. Now, they have other; they have a three-game homestand. It's not that they no teams play three in a row. For example, the Raiders go away for a long time because they have a baseball field and a football field until they move into the new stadium. And you see they play a game on the grass infield because the Oakland A's have been in the playoffs. So that's why the, they, they actually changed the Coliseum in Oakland to baseball only and they don't make it a football field until the football season, a baseball season is over. Right. And then they cover it up with grass, and they cover up the pitching mound, and they uh, get, that gra- get that stupid dirt off the field when you're trying to play football and you go from grass to dirt on the same surface. There is only one other person who might have more of an influence on the NFL scheduling than Howard Katz. Do you know who that might be? Who? Apparently, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? Yes. Because of Ed Sheeran's concert schedules, the day before, um, I have it on the screen right now. But he has nothing to do with the Eagles three games. No, but look, at not, I'm not talking Eagles. I'm talking NFL schedule itself. But this is, this is tweeted out by Adam Schefter. Outside of NFL scheduling mavens Howard Katz and Michael North, here's the man that might have most influenced the NFL schedule. And look at week one through week 10, where he is playing. So 
Uh, it's it's on the screen, Tony. Can you see it? Yeah, I'm looking at it over here because okay. I can't see that from far away. Okay. By the way, that guy's got bad hair. Man. Yes, he does have bad hair. I mean, I'm not one to talk about people's appearances or hair. Why would anyone purposely want their hair to look like that? Who says to him, hey, Ed, I know you're an Irish guy. He's from Ireland, isn't he? Yes. No, he's from the U.K. He's from Halifax okay. in the U.K. But that's pretty funny. So, Ed Sheeran, who's he messing up, though? Well, if you look at his schedule, his schedule... As you see. I can't see it. It's too far away. Oh, okay. So, Fort Field, Fort Field, obviously, week one. So, he messed up the Lions. He messed up the Patriots in week two, but it doesn't matter. The Patriots play a high school schedule. And then week three, the Giants and Jets. And then the Titans week five. Week six, Arrowhead. Week seven, U.S. Bank Stadium. Week eight, uh, Cowboys. Week ten. But it's only one Sunday. It's easy to do the scheduling around one schedule. It's not like, by the way, if the NFL has its schedule set, Ed Sheeran, I don't care who it is. I don't care if the Pope decides he wants to come to your stadium. They're not going to change the schedule to allow a concert to overtake an NFL game. Because the difference is an NFL game has television revenue. Ed Sheeran's huge. He'll fill the stadiums. But guess what? His concerts aren't televised live. So there's no way the Dallas Cowboys are giving up a home game. For Ed stinking yeah, cheering. How, how do you do that? Like, if somebody's already, if a concert's already scheduled, they're not going to reschedule a concert. No, I'm saying that this was obviously done in advance, also. Yeah. I'm saying that if Ed Sheeran hadn't announced his tour, so they look at that too. They look at the availability because obviously Jerry's big building down there in Texas is used for a lot of things, not just for the Cowboys. Yes. The Cowboys only play eight games in there and then a couple of preseason games. And S. Falcon 39, I agree. He does look like Danny Partridge. And a Dean. Hey, Bruno, I thought you knew sports. We're, we're, when are the Super Bowl champions? You play the toughest schedule in football the next year. Yeah, look at who the Patriots. Yeah, the, except for the games in their own division where it's basically like Alabama playing the Citadel every week. When you play, and now luckily they have the Buffalo Bills at least this year who may give them a little bit of a hard time. Nobody plays in a weaker division and has. And I'm not taking anything away from Brady. This isn't I hate the Patriots. I hate Tom Brady. I hate Robert Kraft. This is about, you got the Jets who are a shit show. You got the worst team in football, and everybody knows it, including the, uh, including the people in Miami. The Dolphins and the Jets are Jetsam and Flotsam. That's what they should be called. I saw that. I did it earlier, Robin, and nobody cares about Cody Kessler. He's a guy that the Eagles tried to use in preseason and got hurt and had to throw him the hell out of here. Are you paying attention to the show? Apparently, I was on the phone at that time. It's not a big deal. I jokingly said Cody Kessler earlier, what will happen is later in the year, he sucked with the Eagles. He sucked everywhere else he's been. And then when the Patriots have the division clinched by week 10, they'll run Cody Kessler out there to give, give, give Tom Brady a break. Cheapers. Stinking, don't give me the Patriots schedule. They play a high school schedule this year. They should be, they should lose points. They should have a poll. They should – the power rankings, you know, people do these power rankings in the NFL like every week like it really matters. This isn't college football. The Patriots, when they play the Jets and Miami, that game should count as half a win. That's what they should do. The Jets should only get a half a win for four games this year for Miami and the Jets. It's ridiculous. 
So you get out of my you get out of my face with that crazy shit, Dean. We don't play that in this house. You could take your Patriots suck job somewhere else, Bo. Take it to your boys at Barstool, who are nothing but Patriot lapdogs. Every stinking one of those bastards. <laughs> we have breaking hockey news today, Robin. I saw this a little bit earlier. I know a lot of people don't like this, but you know I respect all sports, Robin. But we have hockey action, yo. Is this a real story, ladies and gentlemen? I'll get to that one in a second. I know they're going to play the Eagles. And when are the New England Patriots going to play the Philadelphia Eagles, Robin? You got the schedule right there. It's December, right? Um, they, they're playing Sunday, November 17th. Here, right? At Lincoln Financial Field? Correct. I got to go down there and throw batteries at Robert Kraft or something. And that's right after a bye week. Who's bye week? Tom Brady's? Eagles. Eagles. I, I know. I know. But the breaking hockey news, ladies and gentlemen, is the new NHL Seattle franchise has hired the first ever female scout in Hockey Hall of Famer Cami Granado. You remember Cami Granado, former great player on the U.S. Women's Olympic yes, yes, yes. hockey team with hockey action, yo? So she's been hired as a scout. Now, there have been female scouts in other sports. We know female scouts that have been in the NBA. We know female scouts in, in, in football. We know female officials in both sports. So that's a good job out of the Seattle team. So that's good. So both teams coming off the bye. Robin has a schedule all over there. It's like asking her to read a prescription from a doctor, for God's sake. So as I mentioned, the Eagles go after they play uh, the Jets in their next home game after Green Bay, of course. They won't play till Sunday, October 6th. Then they go to Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo. Then they come back home on November 3rd for the Chicago Bears here. Then they play New England here after the bye week on week nine, and then they go to Seattle. So that's a pretty good stretch. Some tough games, other than the Jets, who suck. They got Green Bay at Green Bay, which they should lose because they won't be favored to win, and they're not. They're four-and-a-half-point dogs. At Minnesota, they won't be favored. At Dallas, they won't be favored. Against the Bears here, depending on what the Bears do and what the Eagles do, who knows what that point spread is. Bears' defense is phenomenal. Right now, they're the scariest defense in football. I know the Rams. I know they got a great defensive. I know Aaron Donald's the best player, individual player in sports, in football. But the Bears' defense is scary. And they've been getting better and better every week. And then the Eagles got – so Minnesota, Dallas, Buffalo on the road, Chicago, New England, Seattle. Here. Actually, Seattle's here. And then the Eagles get the Miami Dolphins in Miami on Sunday – December 1st, you tell me that the New England Patriots, you tell me that the New England Patriots have a tougher schedule than that. That's bullshit, Dean. Then the Eagles have to play the Giants, the Redskins, Dallas, and the Giants again. Meanwhile, the stinking Patriots are playing Miami and the Jets four times. As I mentioned, those should be half wins. When they sweep both of those teams, they should only get Two wins, not four. 
That's what I'm saying right now. You come at me. You come at me, Dean. You even lift, bro? Let's go to a man who has some football knowledge, especially with his Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, of course, all the other stuff that he's doing. Football, college football, Pop Warner football, Friday night college, high school football. T.J. Reeves down there in Tampa. What's going on, man? T.J., you there? I am here. Are you, are you there with me? Let me check. Yes, I am. You're yes, all I'm. good? I'm not coming at you. Come at and, me, uh, And I have, I have not lifted today. So I, we, now that we have all of that covered, uh, we can talk whatever you like to talk. Your Eagles, my Buccaneers. Wait, you I just called in the show. What do you want to talk about? I think that I've recovered from what happened on Sunday. I'm not quite sure. We're almost 72 hours past now. Uh, rookie kicker Matt Gay in the middle of the field, unable to make a 34-yard field goal to make my week much better. Everybody's life much easier after the game. But unfortunately, that did not happen. Did they and run him out yet? I haven't been kicking. How many kickers have, have the Buccaneers? Because nobody's brought in more kickers. Nobody's brought in Too more many. kickers than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt Bryant, who's still kicking, was that was on? I remember when he I kicked know. that field goal against the Eagles in a playoff game, and the guy and they kept let the guy go. If they just kept Matt Bryant around for the last ten years, they would have been fine. Uh, absolutely, but unfortunately, they did let him go, and you're now at this is the eighth different kicker to start a season in a row. Wow, eight years in a row, Tony. The Buccaneers have started the year with a different kicker kicking. And look, the kid that they've got right now is from the University of Utah. He's got a rocket leg. But you saw on Sunday that it's the same thing uh, that they have experienced, especially early with a new kicker, that they struggle early and can they overcome it. And that's now the challenge for this young man as the, as the Bucks get ready to go play two on the road at the Rams and at the Saints. Um, so it was, just, it was obviously very deflating. Uh, especially, especially when they were in command in that game, and then the, the legend of Daniel Jones was born right before my eyes there at field level. You got to give him a lot of credit. Absolutely, no, that was spectacular. But the yeah. part, as great as Daniel Jones played, and you can't take anything. Of course, now of course the same New York media that was writing this guy off on draft day now have him in the Hall of Fame. They're actually doing breakdown segments now on ESPN about whether you know whether whether uh, this kid is better than. Then uh, what's his face in Cleveland now? Oh, he's he's already Baker better. Mayfield, he's already right. better than Baker Mayfield. After one well, game, I was, I was around a lot of that New York media prior to the game, and, and I don't want to say that all of them had their stories written or ready to tell, <laughs> but most of them had their stories written or ready to tell about the the uh, the comparisons to Dave Brown, the former Duke quarterback. Yep. Some of the greatness of of Kent Graham or Danny Cannell and some of the other quarterbacks the Giants have had. Yeah, but those guys right. never came in with the kind right. of ridicule from draft day and then went out. No, no, no Giant quarterback in their recorded history. Not Phil Simms, you know, not uh, not Todd Blackledge, not Eli Manning. Not anybody right. in Giants history has been able to do in one game. And, oh, by the way, they're playing in Tampa, which supposedly has a good defense and has been known for defense. And the, and the first half, they, they put it on them defensively. They had one touchdown drive, but they're down 28-10 to 10 at halftime. Yep. And 
It was tremendous. you got to give him credit. No I don't know what happened it. to the Buck defense in the, in the beginning of that third quarter where they give up a big play on the first play of the second half to Evan Ingram and give up a long drive on the next drive. After that, the defense then settled down. But I, I give Jones a lot of credit at field level because he got hammered two or three different times in the second half of that game, gave up two sack fumbles in the second half of that game, and kept coming back and kept battling and kept making throws, including on the final touchdown drive where he runs it in. I think uh, I think Tony Bruno could have run that last touchdown Absolutely. into the middle of my Buccaneer defense. No doubt about it. Uh, well, clear, listen, you, I give the kid credit. He's a big, strong kid, but I could have run that in. And, and you know what? He did a great job. All the Bucs guys bit. And they all went – it was like the part – it was like watching the Ten Commandments and watching <laughs> Moses part the Red Sea. With, with, and they were all red. They were orange sea because they had the orange and you they know, had the brown pants on just, and the orange and the red and the pirate ship and all that other crap. I have, I have now got the mental image of, of Tony Bruno standing at the, at the foot of the Red Sea with the staff in the air with the flowing <laughs> robe and the beard and the Buccaneer defense separating much like it did Sunday – as Daniel Jones ran that ball in. So it be uh, written, if, let it be said. Yeah. Let it be written, let it be let said. It, I know that was a different <laughs> scene. That was the burning bush. Yeah, well, and, uh, and, give, and, uh, and, you know, they, they, in New York, they were, they were again writing his epitaph, and now, and now it's like the Ten Commandments with the way wow. that he delivered. And it is only one game, but nobody mentioned the name Eli Manning down the stretch of that game and after that game, at least for one weekend. So... I give them credit coming off of that game, uh, and now we'll see how the Bucks recover. And oh, oh, good! The Buccaneers go out to Los Angeles to play those Rams that you just made mention of, who are three and zero off the win over Baker Mayfield and Cleveland. So this will be a tall challenge to see what the Bucks are made of. But I have a they're nine and a half point coach. dogs. They're the biggest, yep. well, other than the Patriots game. I mean, uh, who's the other? Oh, no, the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins. Dolphin. Yeah, the, the Dolphins, Dolphins are what fourteen? It's only the Dolphins are only fourteen and a half this week. What happened? Yeah, well, they, they play at no, home against the Chargers. And and they, yeah, they're home they against wrote, the Chargers. Yeah, they were a little better. Chargers are 16 and a half favored. And, of course, I mentioned your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, the on the road in the L.A. Nine and a half. You, yeah. but the, the Bucks went to Carolina as a seven-point underdog against the Panthers on Thursday night. I know Cam Newton could barely walk at the end of that game from being sacked himself when Shaq Barrett sacked him three times in one quarter. But you got to give the Bucks a lot of credit for going and winning a game that most people thought they were going to lose. Everybody picked them to lose on that Thursday night. So there's definitely no, the yeah, I, no, I called that win, Mister. That's it? why I'm you, perfect. You had it. I'm perfect on Thursday nights. I'm four and zero. Oh. I had that Tampa Bay. You are I, not only Mister Monday night, but you're oh, no. now Mister Thursday night. No, 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 no well. TJ. He, he Monday Monday he screwed the pooch. No, I'm three and one on Mondays. <laughs> Mister Monday night has lost a little of his shine. Yes, but Mister Thursday <laughs> night has now risen to the mountaintop where he will be receiving a couple of tablets tomorrow when we go to school balls and hand, staff in hand. The beard that you have, the flowing robe, exactly. Mr. Thursday Night has spoken yes, and you're because thinking, it's Eagles and Packers. Yeah. And you're thinking of the line, let my people go. Exactly. For that yes. yes. I let or let go. that defense part or something like that. No, yeah. seriously, I know about that, but, you know, the, they, the, the the Tampa Bay and any of the Martin is Martin or the Gramatica brothers around? Martin, look, Martin Martin does the Spanish radio for the Buccaneer games. He's the analyst, and I saw him Sunday night, and he had the horrified look Sunday night of I don't know how to explain this. When every game, it seems like we have a kick 
where the kicker doesn't make it with a different kicker. This team has had six different kickers the last three seasons, and the one common denominator is they keep missing clutch kicks. After, like, the second or the third guy, they have, they have something down here that the, uh, that the Cubans refer to as the fufugatu, the fufugatu as in a curse, as in voodoo. Is it the fufugatu curse here at this point? With the, I like with that, the, the fufugatu. I don't know. Maybe the fufugatu has gotten to it wow. uh, down here in Tampa Bay. But Martin, I saw him Sunday night, and he said, I, I wish I had an explanation he said, because this kid has got tremendous confidence, a rocket leg, and you're in the middle of the field, and you have to just bury that from 34 yards out. Uh, Bruno would have buried it. Unfortunately, Matt Gay did not bury it there on Thursday night, but maybe it will be better against Rams. The only thing I'm saying back to this point is nobody is giving the Bucks a chance going out to La La Land, Tinseltown, your town, Hollywood. Now, you're my to town. I lived out there. For the like, listen, I loved it in L.A. I'm not from L.A. I lived there. I loved it. 11 years. I know. But this is my – Philly's my town, man. Come on. I, you have all you, – you're all-encompassing. That's like your pseudo-town out there as well. Those people, those people know uh, a god when they see one and when they're around one. All I'm saying is the parts in which you used to roam, in, in which you used to rule in Southern California, there's nobody giving any respect to Bruce Arians' Buccaneers, Jameis Winston's Buccaneers, Mike Evans, uh, Indomitong Sue coming back to play his old team, gets a chance to sack uh, Jared Goff coming this week. Uh, so maybe and it Bruce is the Arians, you know, spot. my buddy Bruce Arians. I still have that vision of Bruce Arians watching, look, looking at the kick, thinking that it's going to go. You know, saying, "Oh, this is good. he's going to make this." And, and, and then Tony. he, and then he, he, he buckles Tony, over. Yes. It wasn't just him. I'm about thirty feet to the right of him doing the same thing. I'm like, we're going to have a happy post game show. We're going to interview everybody, and they're going to be in a great mood. And that's why to the right. Are you kidding me? Now that my was buddy, the same reaction Dean, I had. Now my buddy Dean down there in Clearwater is saying, how come you got to put that one on Bruce Arians because he took the delay of game, moved the ball back five yards, and made his kicker think about it, thinking that he was going to be able to kick it better from, uh, from farther away. Did he, what did he say about that? that? That is what he said on Sunday, and on Monday he then amended that answer. You know, we are, we are in an interesting political time. We're, yes. we're amending all the answers. Did he walk we it back, so to answer. speak? Walk it back is <laughs> that, what they say now. I walked it back. He's now saying on Monday that there there was some confusion about what the decision was. Are we going to run a play or not? Are we going to take the timeout or not? Well, they absolutely weren't going to take the final timeout with the clock stopped because they wanted to move the ball to the middle of the field. It was on the right hash. They wanted it dead in the middle. And so they took the delay of game. And the only thing I keep saying, having watched this enough, having watched enough missed kicks now enough, is whether it's a 29-yard kick, five yards closer, 34, 37, 32, you've got to make it in the middle of the field. Exactly. It's not 40. It's not 49 yards, Tony, in the rain and the wind and the sleet. It is in the middle of the field, very makeable, and you've got to make that kick, and Matt Gay, the kicker, knows that, and Arians knows that, and everybody knows that. After, Nobody, after last nobody's year. talked more Tampa Bay Buccaneer football than this show. Not even in Tampa <laughs> Bay are they talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like this. Well, we're, we're here to serve, and I know you want to talk about a couple of other things probably, but we'll see. if the, I'm just saying to you, you know, I do the Three Dog Thursday podcast uh, for the fans uh, that, want to, that want to listen as we talk underdogs for fun, and you're coming on the Three Dog Thursday podcast again, and I promise I'm not going to beat you up about the Eagles the way you're beating me up about the Bucks. But we'll, I, don't we'll up, I don't beat anybody up about anything. I just, I just, <laughs> I just spit game here. And by the way, yeah. Dean, Dean says, how can you be 4-1 and one on Thursdays in three weeks? 
Four and zero because on one of the games, <laughs> I, Mr. Thursday night. On one That's of the, the answer, ga- no, there's three, Mr. There's, Thursday night. No, but there's been three games. But on one of the games, three weeks, I, but there was one. Yeah. No, I took, I took, I took a, a a total. Also, I gave the win and an under on the total. Ah. That's why it's two wins, Dean. You see how it works? There's three games, but on one of the games, I picked the winner and the total. That's two wins on one game. For so a guy who claims he knows everything, I gave you two wins in one night. Where else are you getting that? And he has it on a tablet. He has it on a tablet. Exactly because it comes right. down from the mountain on high that Mr. Thursday Night has spoken, and uh, you spoke it into existence for the Bucks on the road against Carolina, and I'm hoping you're going to speak it into existence for the Bucks on the road against the Rams. Well, you talk about now, wait a minute. You're, you're bemoaning the Eagles' schedule and the difficulty of I'm not bemoaning. I, I'm responding to a guy who said, Dean Clearwater, who is a Patriots apologist, saying that you don't know that the Super Bowl champs get the toughest schedule. Yeah, it's the toughest schedule based on last year. And I said Miami and the Jets may as well be four <laughs> forfeits. Those teams I, heard are my, you. I mean, yeah. you should only get a half a win for playing the Miami Dolphins. I heard you. Am and, I wrong, and, and am we I wrong talked here? About this, uh, we, we've talked about this for the last 15 years, that they've been playing in a division with the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, and it's almost an automatic 5-1, and one, if not 6-0, and oh, every year in the AFC least. Well, that's part of it. Uh, but the, the Buccaneers schedule, I, I'm not here to cry tears in, in front of the Mighty One, in front of Bruno's show, but the Bucks are not going to play another game at Raymond James Stadium until November. Today is September 25th. So you're going to have a game in L.A., you're going to have a game next week in New Orleans. Then you're going to have a home game in air quotes in London, right. rematching those Carolina Panthers. You're then going to take a bye week, and then you're going to play a game in Nashville, and then you're going to play a game in Seattle. You're going to have six weeks, five games, and none of them are at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. So it is going to be an odyssey, and we'll, we'll find out in a hurry what Bruce Arians' team, Todd Bowles' defense, Jameis Winston – are made of. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that'll decide the division, and you're right, and it sucks, but at least they can rent the part. They can rent the uh, the pirate ship out for for stripper parties and sweet sixteens, and, and Dean can go up there with his friends and bring them up in the pirate ship. Maybe have a couple of monster truck rallies out there. You know, do that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a huge uh, monster truck market, as you well know. <laughs> Uh, Monster Jam comes here twice a year. We have we have trouble, you know. Uh, we have trouble getting all the big time musical acts or the big time entertainment things. Monster Trucks would be here eight times if they could be here eight times. Exactly right. uh, in this market. But what about look, Ed Sheeran? Uh, Is Ed Sheeran messed up anybody's schedule down there? I think Ed there? Sheeran has been here, but he was not on a monster truck. I, I don't know that we have confirmation for that. If it had been Ed Sheeran on a monster truck, there'd have been seventy thousand there. Last thing, last thing, TJ, that you know the difference between a monster truck and a rental car? Uh, please. There okay. are some places you wouldn't take a monster truck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and on that okay, note, my friend, let me give you one of those. Uh, i got to give myself one. That's a pretty good joke. You got it? That is this, pretty good. One, there are certain places you wouldn't take a monster truck. I think you truck. need to work on your delivery. Yes. What's the delivery, the the delivery not unlike Matt Gay uh, with the game-winning field goal, left a little to be desired, but it still, it still works. It does, it, does, it does work. So in any event, uh, we'll see how – and the NFL is crazy where, where things reverse. Wasn't everybody saying last week that the Saints were going to lose all the games without Drew Brees? And they no, go not everybody Seattle. said that. I, nobody said that. Wait a minute. 
Were you Mr. Sunday Afternoon in Seattle now, too? I didn't take that game, but I, I, I knew Teddy, Br- Teddy Bridgewater, Kamara. They have weapons. And Teddy Bridgewater, you know, I saw the stat. He had not played in an N- or won an NFL game in over 1,059 or something like that. That's how long Three it's years. been. Three since, years. Yeah, since he yeah. was in a, in a playing quarterback and won a game. That's incredible, man. I'm happy for the kid. But I mean, all I'm saying got is hurt. everybody, besides Mr. Thursday night, had written them off. And and it said out of six games they might be like two and four, one and five, and they won the first one. And now a week later, everybody's talking about, oh, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. He's going to he's going to get them, you know, four or five wins. Drew Brees will show up. You know, they got the Cowboys Sunday night, no problem. So it's just it's the NFL. It changes from week to week, especially early on in the year where you're trying to figure this stuff out. We talked three weeks ago. You came on with me on the Three Dog Thursday podcast, and we talked about the Cleveland Browns and all the hype. And they've now blown two games. Yep. At home, one of them they got blown out in. You really wonder in the next two or three weeks if they lose a couple more times, is this thing going to implode when everybody had them as their darling and had them as a dark horse AFC pick to play the Patriots in the AFC championship game? Are they going to rebound? I mean, that that Sunday night was disappointing to say the least for them, so who knows. Uh, what's going to happen here with Cleveland? But that's that's why we tune in. That's why that's why we yeah, watch. And that's why Dallas. That's why we go. And that's why Dallas now at home, you know, in New Orleans, is a slight favorite. They're only three point favorites. And if New Orleans gets blown out by the Cowboys, I believe you can say that without Drew Brees, you know, they have a lot of weapons, but their defense, I don't think, is great. But anyway, we'll talk about it. Dallas is just—it's going to win that game. They're going to win that game in New Orleans. I'm not jumping on the on the Saints bandwagon immediately just because they won a game in, in Seattle. But I, I hope they beat the Cowboys. Listen, I'd love to see that because the Cowboys win this game. This is one of those tough games on the Dallas schedule that you say, okay, they got to go into the road and play New Orleans. So this was one of those games when people are doing their fictional, all right, which games are they going to win? Where is there a loss? A lot of people had this probably as a toss-up game. And now, to me, with Dallas playing the way they are, even though they didn't look great in the first half against Washington, you know, they find a way to win. They got a lot of weapons. So, to me, that, that, that's going to be one of the interesting games, and it's going to be the Sunday night game. TJ, I got to run, man, but thanks for popping on. Always good to be with the Tony Bruno. Thank you for having me. Whenever you need me, put the bat signal up. I come your way. Thank you, my friend. Just look for the pirate ship, and you'll see me up there. Or go to Dale Mabry. I'm either in 2001 or, of course, with my six-foot ruler inside the famous, world-famous <laughs> Mons Venus, as you well know. I love him. I don't know if I love him yet. I like him. I don't know what it is about his voice. I really like his I voice. I like him. I don't love him yet. You can't, you, can't be in, you can't just fall in love that quickly, Robin. Oh, I can. It's ridiculous. And right now I'm going to love some Excedrin because yeah, I don't use know. your head blowing up. Oh, my head is just like blowing up. I don't know what happened. It probably was, was me singing falsetto this uh, morning. Might've, it might have been it. <sighs> what else we got going on? Oh, did you see the uh, big story from Hollywood today, Robin? No, not the Emmys. Nobody watches the Emmys. Nobody watches any award shows. No, they should just cancel award shows. They just should have them at the. Uh, they should have them at the Knights of Columbus Hall. So just the celebrities show up. Slap each other's backs, lick each other's asses, suck each other's da- dongs, and then go home and call it a night. You see what they're making, Robin? You see what they're making? 
Tony, we have somebody else from the Tampa area that would like to respond to maybe some of the rippage that you were giving Is him. it the man who owns Mons Venus? <laughs> I don't Is it Bobby the Chief Taylor down there doing the Tampa Bay Lightning action? No, don't think so. I think somebody a little bit more closer to home. Before we do that, I must get this very important Hollywood update. Okay, Hollywood update. He can stay on the damn line. Ladies and gentlemen, just when you thought the dinosaurs were still extinct, they're coming back again. <gasps> What's happening? Jurassic World. Again? Part. 25? Trois. Aren't they tired of it yet? No, because people still go see them and they have a lot of CGI. But not only will there be a Jurassic World 3, Robin, guess who will be in the Jurassic World Park slash 3? Chris Pratt's going to be in it. Well, he should because he can talk to them. Bryce Dallas Howard, whoever he is. But I hope Jeff Goldblum's going to be back. Ladies and gentlemen, you asked Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum. Well, good. We'll be back from the... They're the originals, Robin. They are. They're the originals. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum will be in the reboot of Jurassic Park, Jurassic World 3, Electric I, Boogaloo. Jeff Goldblum, I, have, I think I had had the, the best line in the, the original movie. When, when I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, no, that was a different <laughs> that was movie. a different But no, he's in the car, and the T-Rex is chasing them, and... He's like, objects are larger, or objects are closer than they appear. Objects are closer than they appear. By the way, I have to give myself a bump, bump, de bump, Robin. Uh-huh. Because I said Bryce Dallas Howard, whoever that is. Yeah. And I was joking. That's the chick, the redhead, who's been in the movies with Chris Pratt. And oh, that's Ron I... Howard's daughter. Oh, seriously? Yes. I like her a lot. So I got to give myself one of those. I, I like her, too. She's, yeah. very, she's, got, she's really cute. She's a, yes. She's a good actress. She does a good job. Yes, she does. Now... Back to the... Of course it's got to be Jurassic World because Jurassic Park was gone, remember? Right. And then they brought the animals to the island and then and made the, Jurassic and World. And you knew that it was going to continue because at the very end of the movie, you see a couple of the dinosaurs escaping and going of and course. flying and, or swimming over to the mainland. So they're coming. They're, they're coming for they're us. They're back. All right. But I'll, now... I think the at the end, the dinosaur says, I'll be back. Well, that's a dinosaur, too. <laughs> I mean, really, let's get no, real. I like that Bryce chick. I do, too. She's not in a lot of other stuff, too. Now. Why? Meanwhile, let's go to someone who's a dinosaur as well. He walks like a dinosaur because he's had major, major knee surge reaction. Now he walks like a pterodactyl who can't run. I believe it is Dean in Clearwater, is it not? What's up, brother? You mentioned the Mons Venus. Tampa and strip clubs go are mentioned more often than the, the Empire State Building in New York and San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge. What's wrong with that? That's it, it, it's iconic. It's ionic, as the former mayor of Boston would say. And my name is not Joe Redner, the owner of the Mons Venus. I love Joe Redner. Everybody does. I remember that whole Bye. controversy when I was on the air down there in Tampa on 620 WDAE when it was Ten right before. Football? Right? No, the six-foot ruler rule. And because there was a, one of the Super Bowls is coming to Tampa, and I was in Tampa all the time, and so because they were worried about, you know, the, the, Puritan, the Puritanical police came out and said, <laughs> oh, you know, the women in there, 
they, they were they were getting too close to the customers. And remember, they're all nude in there, right? They're all nude. So they don't serve alcohol. Which one of the ones is the one that doesn't serve alcohol? Is it Mons or is it 2001? So, in other words, you can't have alcohol and nudity in the same place. You can't be all nude. Like, most all nude establishments do not have alcohol licenses. So they have, like, mixers and you bring in your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's the point of it if you're BYOB? Because you want to see (laughs) naked ladies. I like to see a little something. No, but that means you're still – the whole point of there not being alcohol is so that the men – I'm assuming the, men it's, it's would a, not it's, get out of hand. You're still going to get out of hand if you bring no, your own No, because alcohol. there's bartenders, but then they mix the drinks for you. You bring your bottle, and then they mix it for you. Yeah, but Listen, you're still drinking it. it's a stupid it. state law. What are you asking me? I'm not a politician. So some politician says, you know what? All right, we're going to keep Mons Venus open for the Super Bowl, but we're going we're gonna to enforce a strict six-foot rule. So what 620 WDAE's promotion department did was brilliant. They bought a bunch of little, you know, the little uh, tape measures. Yes. But it was like a, uh, you know, a ten foot one because you only needed six feet to right. measure it out. So they put their logo on these little tape measures. I think I still have one somewhere. And then you would go in and you'd have to take it out to six feet and then hold it against your chest to make sure that the woman did not get to within six feet of you when you go into the establishment. Is that an absolute it joke was, or what? It, it was a fiasco. All right, now listen, let's get back to more important things. Like what? The like Patriots? Like you trying to say, yeah, exactly. You're trying to say the Patriots in their cupcake schedule. Tony, let me tell you what. Just, just, just listen to this. Against the AFC East, the Patriots are at a 782 win clip. Against the AFC North, they're at a 781. Against the AFC South, they're 771. Against the NFC East, they're 813. Against the NFC North, they're 850. Against the NFC South, they're 750. Against the NFC West, they're 750. Against the AFC West, 813 in Brady era. So it doesn't matter who they play, they stomp the shit out of all of them. That's bullshit. The Eagles clean their clocks in the Super Bowl. How soon you forget about how Matt Patricia got his pencil stuck right up his old bunghole. Bam! And right in 2004, in the Patriots did the same thing to you. Bullshit. They won by a field goal because Matt Venateri, who was still young then, was bailing their asses out every single year. Matt Venateri won that Super Bowl against the Eagles. He won three. Tom Brady should give three of his MVPs to Matt Venateri. They don't win Super Bowls without Matt Venateri back then, and I love Tom Brady. No, they don't win Super Bowls without Tom Brady. Come on. Well, no who shit. Do you think put him in the, who yeah. put him in the position to get them field goals kicked? Matt Venateri, the greatest kicker of all time. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Absolutely. The guy's still in the league. He can't make field goals anymore, but it's like impossible to cut the guy. Who's, who's, seriously, who's better than Matt Venateri in NFL history? Nobody's made bigger clutch Super Bowl winning, playoff winning kicks than this guy. Nobody. Well, that's because nobody's had the opportunities like him either. He's been to what, six? Has he been to six? I don't know. He, went, he was with, with the Colts. He, he, won, the he Colts? won one with the Colts, right? After he left right. the Patriots. Yeah. He won three, I think, with the Pats, was it? Exactly. So there's no other kicker. Maybe, I don't know, the, the Steelers kicker. Was he there the four times the uh, Steelers won back in the 70s? Oh, Roy Jarella? Roy Jarella? No, he, he was might a have, honor, right? He might have four. I got to yeah, look that up. That's a, that's a good question. Kickers with the most Super Bowl wins. Let me do the 
Most Super Bowl. Not fantasy points. Get that crap out. Now when you look up kickers with the most, it doesn't show Super Bowls. It shows fantasy points. Kickers with Isn't the most awesome? fantasy points. Are you kidding team, me right way, now? 3-0, and baby. You know who cares about your fantasy team being 3-0, and Dean? You do. You do. Nobody except you. Nobody. You do. No, everybody in my league cares about it because they're looking up at me at the top. That's bullshit, man, and you know it. <laughs> bullshit. Everything's fantasy related. I want to. I go do a Google search, and they won't. And, and they won't even put Super Bowl in. They automatically, it automatically kicks to fantasy instead of Super Bowl. Because let's be honest, your little Super Bowl trophy on your mantle is way more important than a kicker Super Bowl championships. You mean a fantasy on the mantle? Yeah. Well, all I know is that that Super Bowl championship didn't put money in my bank account like fantasy football does. That's bullshit, man. You bet on the damn games, don't you? <laughs> That's true. You. Let me see. Let me look at this real quick. Super Bowl championship games. Let's see. MVPs. Where's the damn kickers? Where's the damn kickers here? I got to find him. I got to look him up. Oh, Nick Foles was a Super Bowl MVP. Who did he beat? Oh, that's right. Tom Brady. <laughs> Eli Manning was a Super Bowl MVP. Who did he beat? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Eli Manning was a Super Bowl MVP twice. Who did he beat? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm looking at kickers. I. I don't see a kicker as a Super Bowl MVP, which is bullshit. No, but, because, I mean, because, but, no, but I mean, Adam wasn't the, the Super Bowl MVP all the time. So just how many No, there's Super never Bowl? been a kicker. There's right, never been a kicker that's been a Super Bowl. Kicker? How, could, how could Adam Benatari not be a Super Bowl MVP with all the damn Super Bowls he's won? Because he's got Tom Brady throwing for 400 yards and last-minute drives to get him in that position. Who kicked the winning field goals, for God's sake? If he misses the yeah, if Vinatieri misses the field goal against the Eagles in Jacksonville, is he is Tom Brady the Super Bowl MVP at losing? No, Donovan McNabb throwing up would have had the Super Bowl MVP. Well, look at the look at the kicker on the Buffalo Bills who could have been a hero and he choked it with the game on the line. And he did it in his first loss. And if he makes that kick, the wide right, if he makes that kick then people aren't saying that the Buffalo Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. Because after that and loss... Right. And they don't get the credit they deserve for being a great team. I mean, four Super Bowls in a row, wasn't it? Yeah. Not just four Super Bowls over a period. It was like four in a row. That, that's pretty... Jim Kelly and that team, just Thurman Thomas, they, they should have got more credit than they did. I totally agree with you. It's like the, to me, it's like the Eagles in the Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb era. Or the right. and you look at the Randall Cunningham era with Buddy Ryan, who just really had no discipline. He just let Randall Cunningham, who was an incredible player, incredible quarterback, go out there and run around and make some plays for him. But they had unbelievable teams, and they never won a Super Bowl. I mean, what, say what fan, you will. Philly say what you will. Philly fan does not give Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb enough credit for what they did. I mean, their run they had there, it, it was it was impressive. Exactly. Finally, you know, you finally you give me some football information that's fact, not fiction. I'm nothing but football information, pal. Bastard. Well. So anyway, listen, listen, it, Robin, how are you doing, sweetie?
sweetheart. I'm I'm suffering here. Yeah, uh, she's got a headache. I have uh, a. And then you called in, and she made yeah. you made it worse. <laughs> I didn't make it worse. I made it better because uh, they... before I was rudely before I was rudely interrupted by T.J. Reeves. I was talking to Robin kindly on the side before, so True. she was in a great mood then. You know, I, I try to bring it back to earth after talking to you. Have you have to you yelling at her. Every every I, time I haven't Dean yelled calls... at Robin one time, even when she couldn't find the video montage of my brilliant performance today. Did you give me any props for that brilliant performance as the mass singer on television? Go read the chat. And it, he did. did. He was giving you props, Tony. He was and for I sure. Did, if you recall, when you brought up the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, I suggested that no, after that performance. You're right. I, that I was, am that too. That was actually pretty good. I deserve that, that, all that I, stuff. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, you deserve everything, Tony. Just Robin, listen, you might have to help him up the stairs and bring a sawzall to cut away the door bigger to get his head on the way up the stairs when the show's over. I well, you know, it was funny that uh, the the mask that they had. I was like, I don't know if this is going to contain his head. Exactly. So, Robin, you made that costume? No, no, no. The the um, well, the the what he was wearing from the neck down. I just slapped together last minute. Yeah, that was all like the the, the medals. That was because. Captain Obvious, the people at the Hotels.com, I mentioned Captain Obvious a couple years ago on the radio, and they sent me a Captain Obvious jacket, and I wore it for Halloween. Yeah, except it was a, a couple seasons ago when Tony was... Um, when I was a Smedium. Was a Smedium. Now he's not a Smedium So anymore. we just took the medals off of there. Robin had some of her stuff. She put that on there. She covered the back of my head because the, ma- the masks on the TV show are, like, elaborate. They cover the whole head. Right, it's right. a whole outfit. No, th- that was pretty good just for a quick, you know throw-together outfit for you. That, would, that worked. No, it was good. Yeah. No, I don't want to give props to Robin for helping make that I thing I gave work. her all the props. You know, just like this show. Just like this show. It wasn't for her, the show would be... You'd be working for some AM radio in a four-room dungeon somewhere if it wasn't for Robin keeping this show running like it does. What's wrong with uh, dungeons with radio stations on AM late at night? <laughs> hey, I see on the chat, someone's asking, does Dean have, does Dean have any college picks for Thursday night? I don't. I'm not, I haven't looked at Thursday night. That's but the great John have. from Abington. He wants to know. People, I want winners. You know what we say on this show, man. I right want now, it looks like my lock for the week is going to be Oklahoma State. Who are they playing? I forget. You're, you, right now, you know who it is, but you don't know who Oklahoma State's playing. Dean, how about this? How about if you have Maryland, your picks, you you post you you send them, and then Tony will uh, post them as Dean's picks, Dean's college picks. He'll do that on his website. You know what I want, man? You know what, you what want, I want? Man? I want winners, bro. And you want winners. And um, we're going to say goodbye because we actually have somebody else uh, on the line holding for you, Tony. Yeah. Oh, who's holding? I want winners. Who is more important than me? There's nobody more important okay, than you. Bro. Exactly. <laughs> How's everybody? Anyway, all right, guys. Let's make some noise. Have a great day. All right, there he is, Dean, ladies and gentlemen. Down in Bye, Dean. Where it's hot down there, right? It's hot all down the eastern seaboard. Carolinas. It's like in the 90s it's supposed to be the next couple of days. This climate change shit. See, they had all those people marching, and now they made the weather worse. They're preventing fall from happening. All right, let's go back to the phones. Who do we have? Hello. I, I know I'm not more important, but I'm just trying to do the people a favor and a service by getting that freaking Massachusetts accent off the damn phone. Because we've been listening to it over the past 15 minutes. Of it's an outrage. There's only one thing worse than a Boston, Massachusetts accent, and that is a Northeast Philadelphia accent, Bo. You're damn right. (laughs) You're damn right. But tell Dean I do care about his fantasy team, Tony. I'm the one who does care. I'm the only other one who does care. 
Nobody cares, man. Nobody. Well, I want to call you because I want to thank you. For what? For letting me be myself I, I, again? I, I want to give you a roaring amount of applause because thank you. Because, Tony, I, 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 as you know, am in the market now for a dog. I'm buying a dog, right? Yeah. And I want to thank you that I didn't have to go to one shelter because this morning, every dog within 30 nautical miles was came to South Philadelphia after hearing you sing on Fox Good Day Live. Did you watch that this morning? How tremendous was that? Tony, I got to tell you, man, you are a cross between Cher and Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> it, it, is, it is absolute. It was, like, it was like heaven just opened up and, and you dropped out. But you know, that, it was a convincing. Out of, but, you out. but it was a, because not, nobody knew. Not Alex Holly. Not Steve. Not uh, Steve. Not uh, my girl over there. What's, oh, I'm brain dead now. Don't ask me anything Karen. right now. Karen, Karen Hep. Hep. Nobody. Not Alex, your girl, Alex Holly. And not Mike. And not Mike Jarek. Well, I, again, I, as, soon as, I heard, as soon as I heard it, I was like, ah, oh, it's Tony, right away. No, you didn't. I, I, I didn't knew it right away. You but had it, no idea. Funny, but you, yes, I did, Tony. You had yes, no I idea. Did. You look exactly the same, just without a cape. It's exactly <laughs> the same. <laughs> hey, Luigi, speaking of singing, I have the fabulous archivist, Jim from Cheltenham, on the other line. Oh, he's on the line right a now? clip of you singing on Into the Night. Oh, he has that? Yes. Yeah, so oh, Luigi singing? No, 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 no. Not oh, a Luigi, of Luigi, but of you singing way back when. So, Luigi, we're going to let you go so that we can play this. Wait a minute. Does he have any more praise to heap on me here oh. before we let him go? <laughs> this is a rarity on no, the show. You did, you did great, though. <laughs> Thank you, man. No, no, I'm not looking for you to, to suck up to me. but So but, when you get, you get the dog? You kind of dog you get. I didn't get I didn't get them yet. I put, well, I'm dealing with cleaning up all the dog crap in front of my house on the damn dogs that were here after you were singing. So once I get rid of them, I'll uh, I'll go through the uh, the pick process and I'll I'll make sure I get the right. Money. And when you get the dog, we will not do any down tempo. We're going to do up tempo numbers on that day on one hit. I don't want. Before we let you go, do you have a favorite one hit wonder? Because it's uh, one hit I wonder. Go. Yeah, let's go with uh, well, let's go with who let the dogs out, Tony, by the Baja Men. We I already, already just played that. that, man. You already played that. Yeah, uh, yes, we let's did. go with. Uh, Give me, hold on, give me, um, uh, give me Slam by Onyx. I don't have that. Yeah, we don't have that one yet, so we'll but you know that what I up. do have, and this is a song everybody will agree. It was a one-hit wonder, but still one of the all-time greats. Mark. Mark Morrison, Morris. Return of the Mac, baby. That's yes, my boy. indeed. Is this not a great one-hit wonder? Hey, Tony, he told you to be back. You lied to me. One of the greatest songs ever. Go to Jim. Have a good show. All right, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Luigi. We'll get to Jim in a second. I got to hear a little bit Mark Morrison about it. Let me just hear him sing the Return of the Mac, Robin. God, I love that song. Uh, get the Mac out of here. And we have the fabulous Jim from Cheltenham, the official Tony Bruno Show archivist. On archivist, the Robin, not archivist. You can say it either way. Either.
either, either. Jim, tomato, how are you? Tomato. How are you, man? How you doing, everybody? Great, man. How are you today? I'm pretty good. You were talking about um, Tainted Love you sang last night? Tainted Love, yes. I sang it this morning, though, on, uh, on Good Day Philadelphia on Fox 29. Well, in the night show in 2000, uh, 4th July week in 2009, you sang it on Into the Night. Tainted Love in 2009? On Into the Night, not just you, but the whole staff was singing. Oh, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. This was either. a 4th of 4th July, July week. I think Robin just joined the show, I think. This was on the 4th of July or 4th of July week? 4th of July week? weekend. It was a Friday night before 4th of July oh, weekend. Oh, I got to hear this. I don't remember this. And everybody sang The whole staff sang it. Oh, that's great. See, that's, it's all family here. Forget about Olive Garden. Here is where you're really all family. Okay, Tony. Let's hear the tape. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. El Bajito says, I smash milfs to this song. <laughs> well, who doesn't? I mean, come on. <laughs> the best fireworks show in America is in Philly on the 4th of July, and I wasn't there, and that's an outrage. All right, Vince, have a good night, man. Take care, Tony. Soft out, everybody. Now, oh, in love. Tainted love. No, tainted glove. See, it's Manny Ramirez. I'm back. Run away. I've got to get away. I got to cut away to another meaningless goodbye. I'm back. <laughs> Tim Cates. You know what we were doing? Remember Manny Ramirez back then had this glove situation, yes. and that's why we were singing Tainted Glove to the tune of Tainted Love. That was pretty good, Tony. That was awesome. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. We, you know, I try to have fun everywhere I am every day, no matter where I work, whether it was day, night, middle of the night, middle of the morning. That's how it works. Well, today will the manager change sometime this weekend? Absolutely. There'll be more. There'll be a manager change before there's another pitching change. Because Middleton is down on the trip in Washington. Yes, he is. Yes. Does he just leave Gabe behind in our nation's capital to roam the streets looking to maybe <laughs> maybe he can start another climate protest down there and get some 16-year-old kids to get up on a stage and start screaming at all the adults in the world that they need to learn what we've done to this planet, Jim. We've done and it. it looks you've like done they... it. Robin's done it. You know what's happening? You know what's happening, Jim? You are what? still not mature enough to tell it like it is. You're still not mature enough to tell it like it is. 50% may be acceptable to you. But it's not acceptable to her or anybody else, Jim. And I think they're waiting to see if the Cubs fire their manager. That's what the rumor is going right now. Yeah, just, you know, we erased Ned Yost, retired. And that was nice that they allowed him to walk out on his own terms. I mean, the guy was a great player, great manager. You knew that was going to happen. You know, the question is, Mickey... 
<coughs> Mickey Callaway with the Jets. Is he <coughs> – excuse me. Is, is he water? gone? Yes. I think – I don't – again, I have nothing personal against Gabe. I don't dislike the I guy. I don't either. You know, I know he's had a lot of – there's a lot of reasons. I mean, the injuries, you know, you got – But yeah, I said this earlier. Gabe Kapler, you know, tried, but he's had two seasons – and the team hasn't gotten better. Now, I know they, they lost a lot of players. I know the McCutcheon thing killed them. But they added a lot of pieces. They had the best catcher in baseball. Harper was not a disappointment. He played hard. And as I said earlier, you know in this town, when fans see a high-paid player and they think he's not busting it, they will boo him. But they prefer players who aren't superstars, who work their, hind ass, their, their asses off. Their hind asses? They're hind asses, they're hind quarters. <laughs> when they work hard, they love those players. So I don't think I don't think it was a bad decision because he's still young, Bryce Harper. Now you got Reese Hoskins, who a lot of people are saying, oh, you gotta sign him long term. Now he may be trade bait. Well, that's that's one of the things I think he may be trade bait because the, I think the Cubs are gonna make major changes. And now I'm seeing that they you know Anthony Rendon. He's going to be available. Do the Phillies go get him? He's obviously a hell of a player. Yeah. You know, we talk about the, the additions that the, the uh, Nationals made. Yeah. You know, Patrick Corbin was a great signing, but I saw, you know, he got six years, $130 million, and the Phillies didn't want to pay a 30-year-old pitcher six years, $130 million. Well, they didn't want to pay the six years. I think that exactly. was – Exactly. And, and the Yankees, Yankees were – everybody thought that he was going to the Yankees, and the Yankees didn't want the six years either. No, I know, I know but, but you know, you're looking now – if you want, if you win a World Series in the next couple of years because you signed this guy, you don't right. worry about the back end. You know, the Washington Nationals are trying to win a World Series. The Dodgers are trying to win it. The Phillies thought they were going to be in the run, and yeah. everybody did too. There's no doubt that the injuries, the McCutcheon injury, Jim. Well, that set up. Everything. We can all agree that pretty much destroyed this team's ability to have a consistent leadoff guy and then keep a roster intact. Keep a lineup intact for day. I mean, they were switching lineups every 15 seconds. Well, Memorial Day weekend was everything hit the fan. Yep, you're absolutely right. That was our center fielder got in trouble in Atlantic City that weekend. Yep, exactly. And then three days later, he got hurt, McCutcheon. Yep. So they lost a center fielder and a left fielder in one, in like in a week span. Yeah, you're and right. Now, like I said before the season, they had no depth in this team. The police had no players to replace them. And, and you know, and Kingery, problem. all these people don't like Scott. Scott Kingery went out there and played every, pretty much every position except pitching. You know, so Scott Kingery played center field. He played third base. He played shortstop. You know, he did everything they asked of him, and he's not a superstar player. I think Kingery lived up to the hype this year. Well, that takes a lot out of you. We need to play different positions. Exactly, and he's not a center fielder. They threw him out there. You know, Jay Bruce, when they first got him, gave him some pop. But, you know, the Logan Morrisons and the, the Drew Smileys, you know, they were guys that were just available, and they went out and got him, but... To me, they, what they did in the offseason, I don't know whether they can get away with saying, Matt Klintak, well, you know, it's really not Gabe's fault because he had a lot of injuries. Well, not all of it's Gabe's fault because he had a lot of injuries, but Gabe in the way, and remember, they had to make a, they had to hire, they had to bring in Charlie Manuel as the hitting coach. Yeah, that's, something's going to happen, Tony, in the next 10 days. I don't know what's going to be, but something big's going to happen with this organization because they know they can't go through this again. No, there's no way they're going to go back Especially to the season. Especially if they end up 80 and 82. That would be the eighth straight season without a winning season. Exactly. And you, you, can't can't sell, you can't sell season tickets next year no. saying, okay, listen, everybody understands we had injuries. Everybody understands we raised ticket prices. And everybody understands we're going to raise them again next year. But, you know, folks, 
these things happen. That's not going to work in this city. That doesn't work no. in any city. It doesn't you know, work in New York or Boston. Exactly. Big three, you know. Exactly. You think the Yankees did this? They'd be happy in New York. Absolutely not. That's why Mickey Calloway, you know, he, you know, people were they wanted him fight. He they thought he was going to be the first guy. He and and uh, what's his name in Washington were the first two guys supposedly on the hot seat. And then of course the Mets bounced back and played better. And then all of a sudden the Mickey Calloway is going to get fired. And then Joe Madden and the Cubs had a hot streak there a couple of weeks ago. And then that tied down. And then they now they've collapsed. The Phillies have mailed it in. And so I, there's no doubt Madden is gone. He's, they're not going to give him a new contract. He's in the last year of his deal. I think Gabe is gone. I wouldn't be surprised if Mickey Calloway's gone in New York. And we know Don Maddenly is going to be gone in Miami. Not that it matters. You know, so that's, that's, that's what happens in baseball. We went through an entire season without one manager being fired. And then finally in the last week, Andy Green in San Diego, then Ned Yost. And so next Monday, when we're talking about what happened on Sunday in the National Football League, it'll be another Black Monday. There'll be a bunch of managers and a lot of players and a lot of uh, coaches, you know, staffs will be cleaned out in Major League Baseball because that's what happens every Monday after the regular season ends. It should be, should be very interesting. And the Eagles' situation is almost – is this a must game on Thursday night or they can survive if they lose Thursday? I, I, well, looking at their schedule, do I, would I be surprised if they won in Green Bay a little bit? Would I be shocked? No, because Green Bay – the thing about Green Bay, and the numbers obviously don't favor the Eagles, just like they didn't favor the Eagles, you know, against Atlanta, just like they didn't favor the Eagles in a lot of cases in, against Detroit. Detroit's coming in with a couple of wins. Eagles are banged up. And I know, you know Aaron Rodgers is 3-0, and and he's not, even, he's not even totally in sync with the new offense yet by the coach, Matt LaFleur. And he's only uh, – I'm looking at the numbers here. Their defense has really been their difference. Mike Patton, another guy, good the coordinator, not a great head coach, 35 points they've given up in three games. Now, of course, they played the Bears and only scored three points in week one. But the defense has eight takeaways, and they're second in the NFL with 12 sacks. And, wow. by the way, their offensive line, which is supposed to be a weak sign, they blocked pretty well. They, they didn't even get to. Von Miller and those guys did not even get to the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, in their game. Meanwhile, their defense sacked Flacco six times and picked him off. So they're going to be relentless. They're going to be chasing Carson Wentz. The offensive line, they have to run the ball. Their weakness on defense is run. Their strength is passing game. So if, 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 if they can't throw the foot, if they can't run the football, bottom line, if they can't run the football against the Green Bay Packers, they're not going to be able to throw yeah, the well, football. That's, 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 the problem. That's, that's the question mark right there. But this Thursday night will be a first NFL first. This will be the first NFL game ever in 4K. Is it going to be in 4K? The first, yes. Yeah, Fox is the only one that has a – like I, Fox is the only one that has their own 4K channel right now. I did not know that. They, they, just... they did the Women's World Cup this weekend in 4K. They do the Saturday night Fox college football game in 4K. But this will be the first NFL game in 4K. Does that mean a lot of people will be running out today to uh, Circuit City? Well, you need a 4K TV first, and then you need a whatever your um, company you work. Uh, so you Fios to... does not have a 4K signal? Yes, they do. In... Oh, do they? I think it's 1498. I, mean, I checked it, it out the other night because I do. But I don't think we. Well, that's not a four. We have four K TVs. Yeah, but it, that's a channel they have it on, and you need a. Four, but you need a box from Verizon. 
Those sons of bitches. It's a special box now. Yeah, you have to pay Direct extra TV is doing it. the same thing. Direct TV is doing the same thing. Oh, what's in the box? You know what's in the box? A higher bill. That's what's in the damn oh, box. Oh, well, that's what it, unfortunately, it is. Ridiculous. It's a special box, and that's the, with a special new remote control that talks. So that's. Yeah, you know, with all due respect, I love Fios. But they still, now, if I want, because everybody else, even Dish Network, all the other cable companies and satellite companies, they all have uh, remotes where you can talk to them and tell, ask what channel to put on. Yeah. <coughs> Except Fios. Now I see commercials for Fios because they had to get a voice activated. Oh, they remote. have it, but it's a special box you have. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's you can't get it. So they didn't just make a new remote control. Now you've got to go get a new box, and that costs more, right? Oh, I'm sure. Well, well they, you know, the, the box a month is the same. But there's a one price charge. I think it's $50, one price charge to get the box. You know what that is, Jim? I it's know. an outrage. <laughs> it's an outrage. <laughs> now, can I go? Because I have fires like you. I, you know. I'm going to go check Silo and see if they got any, uh, any sales right now. <laughs> I think they're four, out of business. 4K TVs. Maybe Corvettes. Corvettes, <laughs> Circuit City, Silos. Uh, give me some of the other now defunct uh, stores. <laughs> Sam Goody's uh. Sam Goody's got it <laughs> PC Richard Oh no they're still up in New York Yeah they're still up there Well, well they got one here in the Northeast now uh, Crazy Eddie's Are they oh, still Crazy in the His go. prices are insane <laughs> Crazy Eddie <laughs> But I, I love the silo one I actually did that as a joke yeah. on Twitter the other day Yeah Somebody said something, uh, and I said, uh, a what? Somebody said something about a store, and I said, somebody said they're having a sale. No, somebody said something. I said, Silo is having a sale. And then somebody, and I wanted to see how many people would respond, a what? And yes, a bunch of people got that, Jim. Oh, wow. Do you remember that? Silo was having a I sale. I remember that. I remember a what? That. A sale. A what? <laughs> Cable HH Greg, are they still in business? No, they're going too. They're gone? Yeah, they're going. There's that many left except for um, Best Buy. They're probably Best Buy. Yeah, I know. Best Buy. We always go to Best Richards, Buy. Richards. I, mean, I was one PJ Richards, Richards in here um, on Cotman Avenue. Here in That's PC Richards, I think, right? PC Richards, I mean. They're not politically correct in there either. No. Okay, Doug. Yeah, thank you, buddy. There he Take is, care. ladies and gentlemen, the official archivist. <laughs> the guy who used to do those Crazy Eddie commercials uh-huh. in New York. Oh, he, was... he was a DJ on WOR. DJ, talk show DJ, right. and I used to work with him. And I would talk to him because I always saw him on the commercials, and I finally met him when I was in New York in the 80s. And I said, damn, man. He says, if I could just do those commercials, I could retire. And he did because he was doing radio, but he was making so much money because he would record so many of the. You remember the commercials? He would be in a, in a store. No, and, they didn't. And they got, Crazy Eddie's is insane. And he would look into the camera. That was only a East Coast thing, I'm sure. So I never saw those until you pointed them out, and I was able to find them on YouTube. We have one Friday to find me a cake. I know you have a headache, Robin, and we're going to get out of here soon so Robin can get some uh, medication. Well, you know I what I'm t- saying? I took, I took some, uh, Did you take, what did you take? I took some Excedrin. You take some Excedrin? Excedrin headache number what? That was another commercial. Remember they used to have names for the numbers for the commercials? For <laughs> Excedrin headache number 28. Uh, here's a Crazy Eddie commercial, 1986. That's what I said in the 80s. Let's see here. 
Any crazy Eddie's commercial will work right here. wonder if they have four H4... Even an audio-video component system. Get it all on sale now during Crazy Eddie's greatest TV and video sale ever. Remember, we are not undersold. We will not be undersold. We cannot be undersold. And we mean it. So get anything and everything in TV and video. Get it now during Crazy Eddie's greatest TV and video sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. Oh, man, those were so good. There you have it, folks. Not as good as Crash Brothers 937 South Street Store of the Star. Oh, Brett, I have a video of Brett Brown now sitting in front of a lot of glasses at a round circular table surrounded by a bunch of process geeks in a uh, crappy-looking hotel room somewhere. It is Brett Brown talking about uh, Ben Simmons working on his jumper more this summer than ever before. So, Tony, really quick before we Jumper? Leave. Is he talking about the Kardashian uh, kids, uh, the, the, the family that he's banging? That jumper? Before we leave, yeah. shall we go to Florida really quick? Yes. Do you have the Florida story, Rob? I do have a Florida no, story. Do you have the Florida music? Because I still don't have it loaded in. Oh. i got to do that after the show. Tony. Are we going to go see Tony Luke tonight, by the way, Yes, Ron? we are. What time's the show? Um, is I'm it not 6? Sure. Oh, man, how can I do that and this at the same time? I think it's 6 o'clock. There's at, two at, phones calling at the People are trying to get in on the last minute. Shall we take a phone call instead of going to Florida? Yeah, that's the hell of Florida. We just went to Dean and TJ okay. Reeves. I've had enough of Florida today. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, Robin, if you want some headache relief, get in the car and leave Tony behind for a couple of hours. There's no way she would survive a couple of hours without me. We've already, there's no way. There's no way she could survive three, four, five hours. <laughs> John from Abington on the Brett Brown interview talking about uh, Ben Simmons and the jumper. It looks like that interview was held at the, the Chamonix Inn up on Roosevelt Boulevard, Robin. So you're going to do the Florida story, Robin? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. God. I got to load them on here, Robin. I'm yes, sorry. you do. And I have to say, it's, a lot, it's a lot more difficult when you have a headache. Shame. Yes. What's that for? For me. Oh. And you. And for everybody. Down really. to Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. Now, ladies and gentlemen, go down there to Florida. And let's go down there, Miss Robin. Robin. The sun is setting over Tampa Bay. It's like a Caribbean holiday. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go down to Florida, shall we? Where? We are going to go to the Florida Keys, one of our very favorite places to go. Uh, I love the Keys. And you know how you and I have been down there, for those of you who have not been down there, Florida, the Florida Keys is, is a walking town. Once You're not driving around there very much. Once you get down there, you either walk or you take scooters, correct? Yes. Well, especially in Key West. You can't park anywhere. You got to get a scooter. And it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, tourists. And it's like women down there. You don't buy one, you rent one. 
when you go down there, especially if we're. And you know what we missed again this year, Robin? What do, I know. We Fantasy m- Fest Fantasy in Key Fest. West. When are we going to actually do this, Tony? Where we're going to go down there? I'm going to be going down there for Senior Week, and I mean Senior Citizen Week, not Senior Week at the, with the high school girls and the other girls. Well, a 52-year-old woman mm-hmm. was That's still MILF at, area. It's MILF area. Was looking out over her backyard. Sort of like what's-his-name's neighbor in uh, on the TV show, Home, home Improvement. Oh, no, no, no. So she was inside looking out her backyard okay. when she saw two people suddenly come into her backyard that didn't look like they were quite uh Which, which key was this on? Which one of the keys, does it say? Um, it just says Florida Keys. It doesn't actually say There's which one. There's a lot of keys, Robin. Oh, it says Key West. Hello. Okay, so it's Key West. And suddenly she sees a couple come into her backyard as she's looking outside her window. Mm-hmm. And they looked a little bit inebriated when all of a sudden they Wait walked a over. A couple inebriated in Key West, Florida? I know. It's very strange. It never happens. But um, they apparently started having sex up against the wall. Up against the wall. You know, you have sex on the beach. Well, you can also have a slow, comfortable screw up against the wall. It depends, yes. That is a drink, by the way. A drink is a smooth, comfortable screw against the wall? No, a slow, comfortable screw up against the wall is is an actual drink. I'll only drink it if AOC can make it for me. Um, that That is an actual drink. It is a cross between a screwdriver and a Harvey wall banger. Banger? I don't remember what the, all the ingredients are, but I do remember the name for the drink because I love saying I've it I've never so heard much. of that. I know sex on the beach, but I didn't know about banging against the wall. Slow, one. comfortable screw up against the wall. We'll try that later. <laughs> Unless you still have a headache, of course. So anyway, said woman, whose name is not mentioned, called the police. This police, is the homeowner. Yes, the homeowner, the, the 52-year-old homeowner. And the police found... 36-year-old Stephen James Dean and 49-year-old Teresa Ann Behan. Well, you know the first thing is a problem when, when the guy's middle name and last name is James it Dean. James Dean. And everybody, anybody who has three names listed when they're arrested, uh huh, they're bad people. Well, these people <laughs> were, they when the police showed up, they tr- told the police officers that they were on a walkabout. And Are they Australian? I I don't know, but they they apparently um, the the man said that he told the woman this was his house and that he was her music producer. So the guy was banging the woman in somebody else's backyard. Yes. Said so, that he it was his house. Yes. So the the police showed up at the house. They reported that Dean and Bowen. Both reeked of alcohol, surprise, mm-hmm. surprise, and that Dean had then passed out over the side of the wall and that Behan was just trying to comfort him. He was just the, comforting him by by having sex. <laughs> they were just well, com- yes. You know, the, the, it is, know it's, a nice, it's a nice gesture. What it is, what it is. Yes. It is a very nice gesture. Um, and they both... Uh, so Bean reportedly told police that James claimed that he was her music producer and that he told her their their rendezvous backyard was his own place. Well, there's nothing wrong. They got yeah. a lot. I mean, if you don't if you can't find a hotel room, which is hard down in Florida Keys. Right. If you don't have a room, you go down there, you're looking to pick up some strange, you're walking around, 
you walk into all those bars, and there's a lot of bars everywhere in the Florida Keys, as you know, especially in Key West, and you pick up some, uh, you know, some tipsy uh, milf. Uh-huh. And you say, hey, baby, you know, let's have another drink. Uh, you well, know, I got a place, but I can't get into it till later tonight. Now, there is a reason why... Florida is the what 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 we have known, and here is a standalone uh, news. Rip, well, we have an actual full film report on yeah, the fornication. Yeah, this, this is going to explain. People always ask you, how do you find all these Florida stories? Well, here is why. Oh, are you kidding me? Is this seriously happening again? You better get to this because I have breaking NBA news, Robin, on the high speed NBA wire. Sorry. Screwing into this music, it's got a good beat. Uh, never mind, it's not them actually doing it. But it's about it's a, the Florida Sunshine Law and reporters. In Florida, reporters have a lot more leeway. They get all of the arrest reports the day it happens, and so that's how come they're able to. Um, they have the most expansive laws regarding reporters and the leeway. So that's how come all of these strange stories come out of Florida so often, and they go viral immediately. It's because well, there's a lot of viruses going on well, down there too. But it's, and it's bacteria. The the reporters, the journalists in Florida are given way more access to all of these stories than anywhere else, and that is how Florida Man started. Beautiful. There you have it, folks. Meanwhile, I've got breaking NBA news, and it's going to make people cry, Robin. Oh no! You're going to be so happy. You're going to cry with sadness. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the high speed, speaking of Florida, let's go down to Orlando Hall. And the big story at this hour in the association, Markel Fultz. You remember him with the 76ers, had a hitch in his shot, had no pep in his step. All kinds of slow motion, hoodie, workout, shooting the basketball videos, absolutely flooding the intranet today. This has now surpassed impeachment talk. It's in pan it surpassed crowd strike, stomp town, John McCain. It is the number one trend on Twitter. Get your coconut oil ready, NBA fans, especially Orlando Magic fans. Time to rub one out with your boy, Markel Fultz. Just do a Fultz search and you'll see. The young man who has now been officially declared ready to practice. We talking about practice, man. Practice. Not a game. Not a game. So and now there's all kinds of videos from every angle. There's POV. There's uh, two chicks. There's a girl, 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 two guys. Another look at Fultz's current shot mechanics. Clear impediment in his shooting motion still. I know bloggers and fans want to lambaste him and say it's in his head, but the thoracic out outlet syndrome diagnosis is very accurate and clear to me. This is somebody who thinks they know something about the mechanics. But Mark L. Fultz, ladies and gentlemen, after two years of health problems, he has high hopes, which is what the Phillies had back in the day when Harry Callis was still alive and they were winning a World Series and making the finals. But ladies and gentlemen, Markel Fultz has made five consecutive threes, and we will break into regularly scheduled 
programming when we see Ben Simmons make five consecutive threes and then all the entire, every single Sixers podcast, all 72,000 of them will be blowing up all over the internet and all over each other. In the meantime, we want to thank everybody for checking in today. Fox 29. The great T.J. Reeves, all of our great callers and listeners, followers, supporters. Remember, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. We'll see you over there at uh, our, one of our favorite places, Robin. Down there on South Street. Patty Wax. Patty Wax. Yes, yo. we are coming out. Wow. We are coming, going out tonight. Second and South to see Tony Luke and some comedy. I need to laugh. You following me? We'll see you tomorrow. In our world here, they live a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.